see here. So yeah, I know my predictions have been sucking. <laughs> I don't know oh, about yeah. you guys. Uh, I went two and two. Went two and two last week. But I can't hear them. Yeah. Um. Might have turned you down. What about now? We didn't. Yeah, we didn't use this one last That's week. That's right. Sorry. You weren't here to wear your hat. I could hear you now. Oh, do I know it? Put it, do it now, or do we announce it? Or? Well, if we can't figure it out, then it's uh, what it's. You should just wear it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think you're going there with that. <laughs> well, he deserves to wear it. <clears throat> he was wrong. Mm. A lot. How are we doing, everybody? Sorry, no intro today. Uh, our soundboard is currently malfunctioning, and uh, hopefully we'll have it back up and running next week. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that. You're, we're in postseason week three. I got Ken with me, uh, our analyst, and Brian, our uh, guru. Our Still feels uh, weird when you say that. Big-time experience, analyst. all that stuff. And then your host, me, as always, here, coming to you guys live. Uh, before the big two big games that we got coming up, we only have three football games left. I know, I know. I it's told my family that this morning. The they're so ha- they're so happy. Huh? Your family? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my funny. family hates football season. <laughs> Not mine. I'm sorry, buddy. That sucks. Uh, no, my family loves football season. So, yeah. You now nah, I, I have not been able to get my we're girls into it. We're uh, we're looking forward to the XFL actually this year. Wow. <laughs> we're, we're, Going we're real deep. <laughs> hey, you know what? And actually, um, while I'm talking about that, how do they not just start right after the football season? Why wouldn't they do that? Well, when like, do they start? Like in April or something. Oh, okay. And they don't, it's not like they don't play for that long. And it's like when April comes around, we're excited for NFL football again because the draft is happening. All like there's so much hype. Players are going to mini camps. Like your these these rookies are starting to get practice. They they go to work right away. Like they go to their teams and the next week they're in uniform on fields, you know, yeah. and and performing. So there's things you can see and get excited about. I like so it seems like just a mistake. Like this is your window. You have like two months where the where like. I, even me, as a, a huge dynasty nerd now, um, I don't really get that amped up for the combine. Like I'm, I, I want the numbers to come out, but the players have all had their pro days, and a lot of them don't go to the combine anymore. They don't. They go. They want to perform in <clears throat> a uh, more comfortable setting. I think. Uh, that's my I don't I don't know that's for sure that's what it seems like because these players uh, will they'll put up their numbers at um, in their pro days and then unless they want to improve their stock like they'll just stick with their numbers from their pro day sometimes so, like some e- elite players too so I don't so there's to, well, the, it's the, the elite players that can get away with that really uh, it's, it's I, the, the other players that are trying to raise their some, draft stock uh, that, well there's some guys uh, like for instance uh, Bryce Young Bryce Young didn't didn't throw you say can get away with that and it's like uh, Bryce Young didn't throw at the combine last year because and I because I think he was worried about you know um, not going number one. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say necessarily like 
can get away with it. I think some players like will use it to um, to prob- maybe hide like from you know further scrutiny. Like I I wish they would just make all the players go, just make them go. You all have to go to the combine. You all have to and because it's a uh, like perform like having to perform. You know. Uh, amongst the the elite, you know, peers, um, your your elitist peer, elitist, your most elite peers, I think, is an important thing for the players to go through, and not just let them like perform in front of a bunch of people that have been showering them with love for the last ten years. You know, um, get, make them make them get out of their comfort zone. I guess is the the short version of that. Getting at, watching player watching people perform while they're not in their comfort zone, I think is an important part of any evaluation process, if you can get it. Hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah. So you know, with that being said, where are we at? What are we doing? What are we talking about? <clears throat> well, go ahead. No, you can give us your Homer minute. Oh, that's what I was saying. He wasn't I think it's Homer week. Homer time, right? So you got some catching up to do. Well, oh, have I not been on since the, the yeah, Steelers no. lost? Uh, no, you avoided that. Uh, you know what, too? Bezzy filled in for you last week. Oh, did he come in? Yeah. Oh, nice. We had talked about that. Uh, the, what I had listened to, I, I didn't get him in there. Yeah, if he shows up today, that'd be great. Um, <clears throat> that work out uh, as far as everything went? Like, uh, technically and whatnot, everything. Yeah, it, it worked out. Well, nice. I let Ken soapbox while we were figuring out the technical <laughs> difficulties. So um, he added enough on the element. He says, "Let me soapbox." Like I don't just do it all the time anyway. <laughs> like, like it stop it's you. like it's more like I took advantage of a Ken soapbox. <laughs> well, I mean, like I wasn't really paying attention too much to what you were saying. Like exactly. So yeah. I could like, like oh, he's, in. oh, he's going deep right now. <laughs> so get some work done. <laughs> Yeah, so... Um, okay, well... Uh, that game you know, was closer than I thought. Yeah, no, honestly, I felt like we, we played well um, and got some bad breaks. I mean, I thought the, the Could breaks, you have won with TJ? Um, possibly. I mean, you know, it, it, it was close enough that things could have tipped. You know what I mean? Um, I, I was proud of the performance we put up. Um, there you go. You know, it, we... We we turned a crap season into it, you know. I mean, we got ten wins. We we went to the playoffs, uh, you know, and we don't know who our quarterback is. I mean, Mike Tomlin. <laughs> like, it's, it's so funny because uh, when we hit that bad losing streak, um, one of my buddies at work, he's a huge Steelers fan, and he was just like, "Oh, Tomlin's got to go." I'm just like, dude. I, I heard. I, I had that. to talk him down. I was like, dude, 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 dude. I come on out. <laughs> Let's talk get? for a minute. Who are you going to get? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you so, know what? That kind of goes. We we did go on a little rant and uh, <clears throat> on what expectations are of a successful and unsuccessful season. And, and, and the consensus was, you know, <clears throat> typically just kind of depends on the team. Right. And I think that's what your what your buddy's feeling right there is you guys had a successful season by the benchmark we set last week of just making the playoffs as a successful season. Mm-hmm. And then wanting to get rid of your coach. That you know, was an so. interesting part of our conversation last week. <clears throat> I, I like that. 
I re-listened to it. I thought it was good. If anybody didn't listen to it, you know. Uh, all, right, all right, the guilt, the guilt. I'm sorry. Huh? No, 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 no. no. I, I, that that was not a shot at you. That was actually like it was a good part of last week's episode talking about making a uh, uh, a line for you know what makes a good yeah. season, what makes an acceptable season as a fan, you know, out of your team. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah, like you say, that's incredibly dependent on your team and where it's at. So that's what and, made the conversation so hard because we were trying to draw a line. And that that yeah, was my answer was I like if we're gonna like I don't like to draw a line inside the playoffs. To me, like it's a successful season if you made the playoffs. But we don't want to get too far back in, into that and go over that yeah, again. For sure. Um, so where's your team going? Uh God, we don't even know who our quarterback is. That's the funny part. Where we're talking about, uh, I'm hearing them stick with Mason Rudolph. I'm hearing stuff like that. Well, they're they're talking about uh, we're going to re-sign him because he he is a free agent. Uh, you know what I mean? So we, we we're telling them that we want him back. Uh, this we is want the him back. year to get a quarterback in the middle of the first round. This is the year because there's like <clears throat> get another Kenny Pickett. No, that was the, uh, the okay. There were no first round quarterbacks last year. Yeah. There were none. And that's why the first one went at pick 20. This year, there's like five first-round quarterbacks. There's so far from what I watch in film, like, and I, I, I'm, I'm sure I've said this, this already on camera, but I don't get it with Caleb Williams. Um, it's Honestly, it's, it's crazy because last year people were saying Bryce Young was going to go number one. But no one was like, it's got to be Bryce Young. It's got to be Bryce Young for this, that, and the other reason. It was just they expected Bryce Young to go number one. And they had a list of reasonable reasons. And this year, people are just head over heels for Caleb Williams. Right? All year. Before, before uh, the and, year started. And yeah. I, I've watched so much of his tape. I actually I stopped watching it, so I'm I, like I I stopped watching it halfway through his senior year or not senior year last year was his junior year so halfway through last season, and I don't see elite arm strength, I don't see a supreme athlete, like when one of the things I noticed about him that, that I thought was kind of weird is like he didn't look like he had particularly strong legs. Like you see, a lot of these guys, particularly like the uh, the athletic quarterbacks, have just like monster calves and just like and big like big thighs. Like you think hurts. Lamar Jackson yeah. hurts Kyler Murray, like and he doesn't. He has more like a build that looks like like almost like Brady because he doesn't he does he doesn't look like it's not that he looks uh you know like bulky or big or unhealthy or something like that he just doesn't look like super impressive as an athlete and then and i he, i haven't seen him uh as of yet in my film study do anything that makes you think that he would be like a justin fields or a lamar jackson or or any of those quarterbacks and if anything he's the one he's closest to is like justin fields because it's like well we we know he's athletic and he can run. He hasn't yet. He hasn't been asked to do that, and that's not what their offense does. And their and their offense in their offense, they don't attack the middle of the field. He so he never throws the ball over the middle of the field. He throws a lot of like um, 
go routes, which he doesn't throw well. Like I, I think his deep accuracy is horrible. Like there are times when he throws the ball and I just like, where did that land? I, I'm serious. Like I lost track of the ball in the, in the air. It was so bad. So why and is everybody so excited? I don't know. I don't know. I can't figure it out. That's why, like, I'm even, this is, for me, this year is even worse than last year. Because Caleb Williams is just, like, people are automatically putting him number one. And, like, for me, I, on, so far what I've seen on film, I'd take Drake May. I'd take Bo, take Bo Nix. I'd take Michael Penix Jr. All three of those guys over uh, Caleb Williams, what I've seen so far. I don't get it. And so, what I'm like, um, for the Steelers, I would be happy to get any one of those three quarterbacks this year with my, so if any, like if any one of those three quarterbacks are available, you have to take them. You have to, but there's no way they're going to drop that far. Is it? Sure. You think so? Sure. I, I think there's uh there's really only like two or three teams that need a quarterback um, that are picking in front of you guys. Um, who we t- like, it, 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 I, honestly, it really depends on what Chicago does. It depends on what Chicago does. And if Chicago is going to trade Justin Fields, you should be in on that deal. That Because uh, that's going to yes. cost you less than a first-round yes. pick. Now, so if that sounds like a, a Steeler thing to do. Like, that sounds like something we'd do. Uh, trading up in this year this year's draft or, or something like that, targeting somebody this year, that I don't, doesn't um, sound like something that you, we, we'd do. I, I don't, I, I'm not saying trade up. I don't think you'd have to trade up. And you guys do. You guys will trade up a few picks. Like give up a six round conditional pick, and and our first to move up, or give up a fourth round in our uh, conditional fourth round and move up, but um, two picks. I've seen you guys like you guys just did it last year to the Jets. You moved up in front of the Jets and took their offensive tackle. Okay. Um, so it, that is a Steeler thing to do: is be down in the bottom third of the draft and move up two picks and get a guy. Right. Um, so like if I were a Steelers fan, that's based on what I've seen so far, that's, that's what, what I would I be hoping for. That's what you should exactly. be hoping for. Honestly, and I think, uh, the Justin Fields is a little bit more real realistic. And honestly, the way cheaper. everything's talking is, is, is we're going to run it back with, with either Kenny or Rudolph. Uh, it's going to be a quarterback competition. Rudolph, and I, I think would Kenny wins out. I, I think Kenny performed well enough. Uh, he didn't get a chance outside Matt Canada. Uh, and if you look back, uh, what did he have? Two interceptions, I think? Or, or, or maybe it's just the, the span of games I was thinking of where he only had two. But, like, his interception count, he did not turn the ball over. And that is what we want a Steelers quarterback to do. That's a but big Rudolph thing But Rudolph at the end of the season, and, he's, and he was, you know, productive. So... Um, I could see that. Well, Pickett's I, not going anywhere. I, I guess Kenny's been a, been around for so long that I feel like I know Kenny, and may, maybe he's well, turned this a corner. Is, that was his second or, year, right? Or uh, no, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Mason Rudolph. Mason. Yeah. So it happens. These quarterbacks get better. Yeah, and and maybe he has turned a big corner. But uh, I would say big corner. I would say they become professional oh, quarterbacks. Like, he's like, our number three. He'd behind uh, Mitch Trubisky. You know what I mean? And nobody else wanted him at times because mm-hmm. he. You know what I mean? Like he. Uh, I thought we knew who he was, but, but he compare? came out and surprised. But like, if if he's still on the team that, uh, next year, I expect him to be the backup. I do too. That that's just that, I, I do too. And so what I honestly uh, like, if I were uh, you know in your seat, what I would want to have happen is like have uh, Pickett, you know, because Pickett's not going to go anywhere. So don't trade him. Uh, just don't try and trade him because he's a no. low point right now. There's no reason right. to. Um, let him sit as the number three. Rudolph is the backup. 
and then you have uh, and start one of these new guys because that's that's what you should do. All right, all right, uh, and that just shows how high you are on those quarterbacks. So uh, cool. yeah, dude, especially uh, um, especially like the physical tools from like you're not gonna get Drake May. Um, you're not. I don't think you're gonna get Bo Nix. I think based on um, what happened in the championship game, like you'd have, like I think you'd have a real shot at Michael Penix Jr. And I think he, like I think he'd be a really good fit for the Steelers. Was that the the Washington? Yeah, yeah. I, I I did watch that one game, the their their playoff game or whatever, and uh, I, I I did like what I saw. So. Yeah, he's a he's a high character guy too. He's been through a lot of stuff. And he's just like he's tough. It's like so. I think the fans in Pittsburgh would like him. Um, but one thing that you had talked about, or we had talked about in our chat, um, as to you know, we have some uh, division rivals uh, playing today. Yeah. You know so, I mean? so maybe that's uh, for the Homer minute. I, I like. I was thinking about this, and I was like, oh wow, yeah. So, um, Ray has the the Forty ers that are in the championship. That obviously. You know, he likes to see them suffer. Um, so that, that's tough. And then you've got the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And, but then also there's Mahomes, who's kind of like the new, the new Brady. Mm-hmm. So, like, how are you, like, how, what are your rooting interests like? What are you guys feeling today? Because for me, like, I was thinking, it was like, man, this has got to be like watching the Eagles in the championship, where you're just hoping, like, you're just hoping that disaster befalls them. It's a lot like that. I um, <laughs> one of the uh, <laughs> as, as throughout my marriage, I always talk whenever a conversation comes up about like um, why I question the teams people are root for. I'm always like, why are you rooting for that team? That's not a California team. Like uh, two college teams are going at it. One's a West Coast or call. I'm like, why are you going for the for East Coast team? These yeah. the other teams. I ask people, you know, and. And uh, nobody really has a solid foundation on why they're talking about that. And I think it, like, loses, like, this idea of um, traditionally you go for the hometown team. And if there's not a hometown team, then you traditionally you're going for the team that's closest, like, and so on and so forth. And a couple of years back, the Niners were in the Super Bowl. And I, You know, hold on one second. I'm sorry. Real quick. We're going to have to do, like, a deeper thing on that type of fandom. Because I, I think there's, like, di- like different types of fans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, we're going to have to, like, break down, like, fan profiles. Because, like, uh, there's not enough of you left, I don't think. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. We can get into that. But um, So so one year uh, the Niners were, were playing a Super Bowl, I think, and I was rooting for the other team, and my wife questioned me on it. She was like, I thought you always go for the California team. You're talking about the Ravens? When they, when, whenever it was. Yeah. It was recently. Yeah, whatever, 2012. The most recent one. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, uh, no, 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 the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, and she goes, I thought that. Uh, I go, yeah, but it's never Niners. <laughs> never, <laughs> yeah. You know, because there's always an exception to every guy. Like, the hometown, <laughs> the closest yep. to hometown, never Niners. But never Niners. <laughs> so there's, there's anybody. <laughs> every other team is closer to my hometown. Than the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> never Niners. Never Niners. There's always exceptions. That's funny. And uh, she goes, that's, she started laughing. She was like, somebody said the almost the exact same thing at work. Like, yeah, you always root for the team that's close, but like never Niners. And he was also a Rams fan. And she yeah. was like, I, I, she, I get it. I go, yeah, the rivalry on that is like, that's how strong it is. Now, going kind of like what you were saying earlier about going deeper into the fandom and, and stuff. And I just think uh, technology has killed a lot of that 
it's easier. You don't have to travel to see the game anymore, and you can watch whatever, whoever you want. And you see a lot in basketball. That's, that's it's a lot easier to, to get um, visuals and stuff like mm-hmm. that from uh, like it's a lot easier to watch games that are out of your market. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and we're seeing that happen first with basketball. Like basketball, like pe- people traditionally follow like players now, not teams. And so the player switches, and that's man, the ba- basketball players switch teams so much <laughs> though. And it's, I and I think baseball will be the one that's the last because like players are just that that so, the way those teams like players switch teams and stuff. I think baseball will be the last te- sport where people traditionally just root for their home team. I saw the so. most interesting stat. Um, so since uh, two thousand nine, now. 2009 every team so i think it was like since the uh it was like since the iphone one came out or like since like twitter launched or something like that every major league team has won a playoff game except for the angels (laughs) and it was a it was like it was somebody like smashing on the angels Mm -hmm. right but my takeaway from that was like so you're telling me that in the one sport where there are like no rules basically in terms of how you construct your roster because you have the Dodgers at $300 million competing against the Miami Marlins paying their guy a total of $30 million. Um, I didn't even know that was a team. Uh, Mar- oh, well, they used to be Florida. Right, now it's Miami. But, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's funny. That's how much I follow baseball. Yeah, right. Well, or the the Brewers. The Brewers are in the same ball. Like you have a, a handful of these teams that pay their the A's. Um, I'm not sure about. I'm sure they're going to pay their more their team more money now. That's why they moved out of Oakland. But um, there's like a handful of teams. There's as many teams that pay their uh, their guys like. 10% of what the top guys, uh, top teams pay their guys right, right. as there are those teams. So there's like six teams that pay their guy that their payroll is somewhere in the neighborhood of like 250 to $300 million somewhere in that window, which is a ridiculous window. Right. And then there's like six teams that pay their guys between 30 and $50 million <laughs> collectively. And in that sport, all but one team have been to the postseason and had some sort of success in the last 15 years. Hmm. So what about you, Brian, and the Ravens? Um, you know, fuck the Ravens. Uh, <laughs> never Ravens? Nevermore? Never, never, never more. Not, man. This, I mean, this is a bitter, bitter rivalry. Like, yeah. we we hurt each other whenever we get together, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and it's expected. Um I mean, they're fun games to watch, um, but no, no, I like that is not a team I can root for. I just can't. So, uh, Mahomes has been there many times, and I'm rooting for him to get there again today because um, no, nah, I just I cannot do Baltimore. Uh, just it would it would hurt my heart. Another, I love hearing that. I love hearing that because it's, I'm, that's exactly how I feel when I see the Eagles play. Yeah. It's it, it's and it's actually you know. The team I don't mind so much until well, now that they're just like 
they've turned into like a turd franchise. The Commanders, I'm talking about. Yeah, no, um, no, we knew. Yeah, we, <laughs> well, the Giants are kind of on their way. <laughs> like, like, like they really need to. Like uh, now, the Giants have some. I don't know. I don't. Anyway, when the Giants and Eagles are successful, I, it really, really, really irritates me. <laughs> But when the red the Redskins back in the day, sorry, back in the day when it was the Redskins when they were successful, that never bothered me so much. It's kind of how we feel about Cleveland in our division. It's, it's so, yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, poor little guys. But the Redskins, but the Redskins were the best of those teams. Like the Giants and the like the Giants, they they got some. They had a dynastic run, you know mid late 80s early 90s so they weren't as bad as the eagles but the giants and eagles were a definitely a class below the redskins and cowboys and the redskins and cowboys had that rivalry like Mm -hmm. they used to play on thanksgiving all the time like it happened like quite a bit and um they had some just epic battles throughout the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the cowboys fell off and then the redskins won that that super bowl in, in the to start the 90s and actually to start the 90s it was the giants then the redskins then the cowboys back to back so the like the nfc east was was at the top but anyway like um yeah when they when your division rival your bitter division rival is like is but when they're close, you just hope they fall on their face. Yeah, you don't want them to get another ring. You just want like, <laughs> hell no. You don't want them catching up to your ring count. Mm-mm. No. Or pulling away. No. Yeah, and that's <laughs> well, what they're so, not coming hey, close to uh, us. But. Uh, <laughs> we're, so while, just while we're still in our Homer Minute section here, uh, for as unsuccessful as the Cowboys have been over the last 30 years, the ring count in the NFC East is still Cowboys 5 Washington three. Oh wow. New York three. Oh three. Okay. Philly one. New York <laughs> New York has a chance. So I think New York uh, has a chance catching that ring count. I don't think so. Just because of the market they're in. I, I would actually I'd bet on Washington first. They're always gonna have the money, always so gonna I would bet on Washington nothing. first yeah. based on what they're doing right now in, in their front office. So here's like what the I new ownership, new new GM. Yeah. I like it. I like what you, they're doing. You do like it. Mm-hmm. So so and, and hopefully that, that works out because they're pretty much a meme team now right like uh washington commanders uh, and i'm hoping they flop it on their name and i'm hoping they do go back with the name i'm hoping they fix the name like there's you know you've heard that there's like a petition to go back yes i can't imagine yes it's got and it's got so uh let me look this up because now i don't don't want to misspeak but it's got like i'm pretty sure it was either four or five digits worth of names already on it um because now the native americans are underrepresented (laughs) <laughs> they should have kept it in, like okay they take it away from the redskins right couldn't you have just gone adjacent to blackhawks or because like you have right real close like two states over and, and two states over in that area is a drive from here to san francisco <laughs> okay so we're talking about a drive from where we're at to la or a drive to san francisco definitely less than san diego is the hockey team that goes by the Blackhawks super successful, somewhat similar um, color scheme and uh, um, moniker. If you haven't seen it, like their team logo, if you haven't seen the the Blackhawk logo, like you can pull it up. It it looks like it was molded from the old Redskin logo. 
Like, so, yeah, I mean, back then they could have been doing exactly they, what or, you're saying. Or but. Seminoles. They, and, and like, it would have been really easy for them to do something like that. Something like that. Because they, like, if you're one of their, uh, their th- um, alternates for when they were still called the Redskins was they take the, uh, the symbol off of the, the helmet. It wasn't the, the chief anymore. It was uh, an arrow. Remember that? Okay. And why couldn't you do that? Like, Honestly, I think if they would have just changed the name to Braves or something like that, or Braves, and and just kept, I don't think that one would. The I think, logo, and and actually, fine. if I'm not mistaken, Washington and Braves is a former franchise in the in the National Football League. Uh, hold on, but along those lines, we're going to walk us back a little bit on the whole markets of New York Giants and possibly of them of the teams out there to catch the Cowboys. Um, I read an article, and I don't know how true it is. Go ahead, before I get into something else. The Washington Commanders were founded in 1932 as the Boston Braves. Why couldn't you just go back to Braves? Back. Why couldn't you just go back to Braves? <laughs> I think we figured it out for them. Right. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. We did it. Check. Well, you could send a check to... Uh, Fantasy Football Theories. Yeah, thank you. Build us a studio. Um, so, so I think... Uh, Going back to the whole the whole thing, I read an article about um, how they're going to allow this upcoming season, and I, I didn't like do my my re- research on it. I just read the initial article of um, they're going to allow endorsement deals this year, right? And so what they're saying is what that's going to do to the salary cap is like your quarterback can take a two million dollar deal now, whatever the, the the league minimum is. I think maybe it's three million. They could take a three million dollar deal for like the veterans. <clears throat> have a minimum deal they can take three millions and then take 47 million to go wear a jersey at a local game and then that's how they'll pay their players now they'll give them an endorsement deal go out there wear a jersey for a day at this particular game here's your 47 million dollar check and then we're just going to put you on contract for three million and that's going to just like blow up the salary cap um so here's that would be crazy okay Okay, and if they do on. that, then the richer so, teams are the ones that are going to be able to pay for players. Oh, well, we are the Yankees. You guys are dead. So, um, well, that, that, I'm just saying, like, for your markets like the New York Giants, the New York Giants and stuff like that, uh, that have it's a important. Market it becomes important. Washington yeah. Commanders, yeah. Um, they mm-hmm. could be the ones that are actually the ones that are starting to catch the Cowboys. Yes, yeah. there are. Well, they they'll that. be in San Francisco, uh, L.A. Um, Whereas another another good one is like uh, Chicago, these are these are bigger markets. Mm-hmm. Um, the teams that suffer are teams like Green Bay, Kansas City, uh, yep. the flyover states and stuff like that. You know, yep. um, so uh, you guys aren't ready for this. <laughs> uh, this is from Yahoo Entertainment, uh, October fifteenth, twenty twenty three, from. Uh, I don't know this person. Kelly Coffee Barons. Okay. Viral petition nears 150,000 signatures to reclaim NFL's Redskin name. That's not that much. It's, that's a lot of people, I, dude. That's a lot of people. I, I expect you to tell me like 1.5 million. You know I, I mean? said, well, when I, I was kind of sort of expecting that number too. But. That's interesting. That's interesting because I, it doesn't like, Okay. Do you guys know? Especially online. It's online petition. Uh-huh. 
it's an it's, online uh, petition, right? It's, but it's at an, it's a .org site, so it's got to be, like, not very well-known. So I imagine there's not, like, we you didn't know about it. You didn't know about it. So that's two or three, two-thirds of this room of football fans, and we're, we're people who talk about football all yeah. the time, didn't, hold on, hold on, didn't know about it. So you got to assume that somewhere around that ratio of the country probably also doesn't know about it. So most of those names are probably local. Well, so that so the reason hold on. So that means that in that area it's probably pretty loud. Well no that's what I'm saying is in that area is where they should be getting those petitions from. Like uh, I wouldn't They say are this. that's what I'm saying. That like it, so what it, so it they, shouldn't be a national competition or a national thing. It, it I should be that 100% region. agree. 100% agree. But that doesn't make that that doesn't make this any any smaller. That makes this bigger. No, I, I see what you're saying, but I, I, the fan pool I, I think is bigger there as well. So I, I still ex- uh, expected a much bigger number. One hundred fifty thousand like people is filling their stadium two and a half times. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Because it's it, like. like Eh, it's going God. nowhere. Anyway, <laughs> well, I, I'm not to, saying to Brian's well, point. Like, he's on. Okay, he's on record. It's going nowhere. It's going Brian, nowhere. He to probably Brian, would. He like. He probably would have been on record too, saying they're never going to change that name. To Brian's no, point, though, like that. you huh? need that national pressure in order to do something. You got like. Well, he was saying it should be a local overwhelming fan base. What I'm saying is that's not not, overwhelming. I'm saying it's not a national thing. That's a fraction. That's 25% of your fans, you know, being like (laughs) that happening in October. Like that's the middle of the season. So that's not really typically the time that things like that become supercharged anyway. Because fans are more, they're they're more worried about the game. Yeah, the season. Like you, yeah, that's you, an off-season topic. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that that and that was from five months ago, four months ago. So, um, I could try and find something that's a little more recent. But we can also, you know, move on. And just sorry, something completely off-topic. Isn't it like kind of off-topic from what? No, I'm just <laughs> football almost, uh, but. Isn't it like inconsiderate to like plan a party and expect many people to go to a birthday party when you plan it during the Super Bowl? You can't be held responsible like, for going that's to that. That's insane, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Don't don't get married, Scott. If you're listening, <laughs> don't, the only the only party you can have during the Super Bowl is a Super Bowl is a party. Super Bowl party. I, yeah. I, if you're not, if you don't have the game on and a bunch of s- delicious snack food and uh, perhaps even like a pool for people to be competing in <laughs> right. for over money, then don't don't bother me on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh my goodness, yeah. My, my nerd group, I get the invitation and I'm just like, guys. Oh, that's do you funny. realize the date like that? That is in during the Super Bowl. And let me answer for one of them. Oh, I didn't realize there was a large sports ball event on that day. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh. All right, anyway. so I'm gonna I'm gonna play something for you guys. Let's listen to this. this is Josh Harris and new talking points among the fan base team name. Let's see, loading, loading. Is, oh, interesting. This is the owner, Josh Harris, about the team name. Yeah, back in November. So th- this is after that article. 
Stadium. Let's go with the team name. You've been very public the last couple of days about the old name not coming back. Why was that important to you oh, to, to kind of set the record there? Hey, look, I mean, I grew up in the uh, glory years, and uh, I remember uh, the team from that era and uh, worshipped it. But uh, the old name uh, was uh, felt, uh, many, some of our fans felt disrespected by it. And sports is supposed to unify people. Stop buffering. <laughs> and I didn't want the distraction. So we came out and. Sorry, guys, for the buffering. And it's we not me, uh, hopefully website. ended that conversation and got the focus back. So the focus back on football. That's that's not a very convincing answer like to me. Football, where it should be. He, okay. He didn't sound very like he had very much conviction in terms of like he's definitely not offended like by the name. He, yeah, he's an owner. Like if there were if the the fan base was overwhelming, oh, bring it back. You know, he he'd he's going to do what they want. He's, yeah. he's like no, that look, there's that's a, I, but that's a politically correct answer. Moving on. That's a politically correct answer in a time where you probably don't like you. It's like. I wasn't even thinking about that or like, so I, I don't put a whole, I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock into that. Um, but I also not, but I also don't put less into that than I do into the article that I brought up. Uh, I like the detailed reporting there. Ray. Thank yeah. you. That was we got, good. We got the time. We got the time. Yeah. Um, so, oh, and quick shout out to water busy. What's up, brother? Hey, hey man. Yeah. What's up, dude. So one of the things we went over yes last week was, uh, the status of Bill Belichick, and I got Ken's opinion, I got Bezzy's opinion on it. I'm curious, just how are you feeling about that guy right now? Um, like, if I was a team in need of a coach, uh, I don't know, I'd have mixed feelings about that. He's probably the best of what you what's out there right now, but the guy's 72 years old. Um, like, how many years is he going to be coaching? Uh, you know, I don't know. Like, if you think he can, you can bring him in and, like, turn everything around... It, I like. And I'm a down in the dumps team. Yes, I'll bring bring him in. Let's see if he can change our culture in a few years. And there and, and is one of those thing. available still. Who are we talking about? I it's, I thought it was the best fit. I like when he was when he became available. I was immediately terrified that he was going to go to the Washington Commanders. Gotcha. Um, I, I think I think it's a great fit. I think it's exactly what they need. Um, because they, like I said, they've become a losing a losing culture. We've ju we just start talked about this um, a few minutes ago in the Homer minute how they're just they're not feared to the Browns of, of our division right. now, you know, and they and they didn't used to be. So like he's exactly what you want, and I kind of liken it to like when the Cowboys um, signed his his mentor in Bill Parcells to turn around what had become a losing culture because right. that, that's what had happened in Dallas. And like Jerry was quicker about like, you know, fixing the problem and get and getting someone in to just like wash out all the crap yeah. and get you from onto a solid foundation. And you go, okay, yeah, this is okay. I see what he got rid of. I see what he's bringing in, what we're doing. Okay. This is what a good football team right. is supposed to look like. And Parcells was there for th four years. And, and and at the time you would like it would have been like he didn't have the same like level of uh dominant success that part that you know Belichick had but it but it was the same thing you know he was he was nearing 70 years old at the time and uh Parcells was in much worse worse health right, yeah. than Belichick 
And uh, it was the same thing. It was like, you know, what are the Cowboys doing here? And it was exactly what they needed. Cause, because you look back at, yeah. uh, since, like, before then, horrible. Horrible. Oh, my God, I don't know where we're going. And you look at since then, and they've had, like, while they have not reached the pinnacle of, of the league, we talk about them every single year since probably like 2006 since since the Tony Romo fumble good marketing it, like it, it has been the cowboy the cowboys has is it their year has been like the thing for 15 years now I, and it, and that's dude, because of what all, Bill was all over ESPN or whatever else and I'm just like are you serious <laughs> and it's every year talking about the and cowboys? it's every year dude and it's and the reason that that happened is because Bill Parcells came in and turned things around so yeah. I think uh, like Belichick is the smartest thing that the commanders could do and then and then after he turns things around like um you make sure that like you've got the enemy there um as the offensive coordinator and he's apparently a candidate for the head coach I don't like that at all I think that's a terrible idea um because of what you need, what your team needs, right? Like you need a culture shock. Like you need. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I I do think that's a good fit, um, and and I don't think he would be a good fit in say like a, a Seattle like left. the Chargers. Seattle's the only or, team left. Right, right. No, I'm yeah. I'm just saying like if the Chargers were to go after I, him or I something agree. like that, I'd say like that's a horrible fit. I thought so too. You know what I mean? It's it, he's not somebody that I think you could just you know back to your question just put anywhere. Um, I think there's very specific yes. teams. That that would need Bill uh, Bill Belichick, and other than that, he you know probably needs to retire. So, but I think he's got three good years, and he can turn around franchise. Three to five. Set a good. Th th I'd say three to five. Uh, set a good foundation. Yeah. So, <clears throat> let me ask you this: uh, Do you feel like Bill Belichick, like what what do you think where his success came from? Do you feel like it's only because of Tom Brady? I think it was a symbiotic relationship there. Yeah. Uh, last week when we were talking about it, my my thought was. He hasn't done anything without him. Like he's gone to two playoffs, uh, playoffs and lost both without Tom Brady in his entire head coaching career. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he, he was yeah, left he, in a bad spot that. after <laughs> after Tom Brady left, though. Too um, that that was a team that that just that was held together by Brady. And then once Brady's gone, it's like okay, it's rebuild time. And so when it when it's rebuild time, sometimes you know what. It, it didn't hit. There, there were some players that didn't hit. The quarterback didn't offensively. Hit. I, I think. Uh, you know. I think. Uh, and, and and that just kind of uh, when he says offensively, I was like, yeah, he's a great defensive line. He always and has, and yes, and always has been. I don't and know. I think head coach and, though. But I think he's also. But the other thing that he's always done a very good job of is putting together an offensive line for the the Patriots. The Patriots have always had as, as long as he's been there, they've had a solid offensive line. So he's good at drafting line talent. He's a, and that's the most important thing that you can do for your franchise after getting the quarterback right. You get the quarterback right, give him whatever bums to throw the like. As long as he's the, a real, real good quarterback, you're talking about top five quarterback. Who did Brady win Super Bowls with? It wasn't Randy Moss. Like he won with Gronk, but uh, you know, like you, you name the name the best receivers for Tom Brady and the, like the best ones he didn't win with because he didn't win with Moss and he didn't win with Welker. So, <laughs> following last week, uh, the uh, what I have been paying attention a little bit to what the analysts have been saying this week, and um, a lot of them are in shock that he's actually having to interview for positions. Like there were, there were a lot of them are like, "This is Belichick." You that's just, a stupid you just, way of thinking. You just put that's, him in. You know what I mean? That's and and so they're in shock that he hasn't landed anything. <laughs> 
you know, so, but I was, I've been saying it, I've been saying it for at least two seasons, three seasons now that I think it was a, a Brady thing. I think Brady, even as far as the offensive line goes, he might've been like, Hey, you know what? Get me these players to, to block for me. I've been watching them. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't know how much he's been carried. I don't... And, and the best argument for that is, is Brady going to Tampa Bay and winning a Super Bowl the very next year at the age of 40 something, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, Damn. So, I mean, that, much, okay, that team was built, though. That team was ready, <clears throat> completely ready to succeed. And, and, but lots of teams have tried that, and, you know, but they don't just. Brady succeeded, and at the age, and no, I, I get it. There's arguments to be made everywhere, but. Uh, like, Favre was close to doing that in Minnesota. Um, but I, I think it's a good discussion. I think it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens this year. Me too. And, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering maybe, if he lands a team. That would be that would be as crazy. a head coach. Okay, so crazy. it like <laughs> it's funny. That's what you wanted, right? That's what I want. <laughs> that's what I want. That's what I want. And he and like him and Jerry have a good relationship. And like and yeah. the the word from um, the uh, number one Cowboys beat reporter is that that they had been like um, building that relationship over the last few years too. Like they've been uh, they hang out more in the off season and talk more than they used to. Hmm. So, uh, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't have surprised me. It, it also like, it also wouldn't surprise. So if he doesn't get the commander's job, I don't, I don't see him going to Seattle as funny as that would be. I don't think that one makes as much sense. Like, I mean, actually I, it's okay. There's two things. Actually it's, it does. They, they both, when I, they both make sense to me. And I, and I talked about this when, uh, we talked about it last week, you asked me where I thought he would go. And these were the two teams that, like, if I was going to pick a place for Bill Belichick to go, um, I'm looking for it right now. Where did it go? Oh. This one? <laughs> yeah, I think it's that one that keeps bothering you. Should be a tight squeeze. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Seattle, were in, uh, Seattle and Washington were the teams that I picked out. And Washington I picked out because of uh, solid ownership, and a new GM that has experience working with Belichick while he was with the Patriots and they had success together. Um, Seattle makes sense comically because he would be following Pete Carroll who is who, and that's the coach that he succeeded in New England 25 years ago. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's funny. I, I, yeah, people. It's really, really funny because it was so long so, ago. So long ago, and like Pete Carroll has done so many, had su- so much success, right? You know, since then that it's like you wouldn't think of it that way. But yeah, the Patriots fired Pete Carroll at the end of the '99 season and hired Bill Belichick in the off season before 2000, um, and that's how that all got started. Yeah. But that team is prepared to win. So if he goes to Washington, he can, you know, tear down, build up, you know, and like help that team. Like, I don't think he'll win a Super Bowl with Washington. I think the best he could do in Washington is like get to a championship game like that. I think that would like because I think what's going to happen is it's going to take it would take like two or three years for him to get there. And then it would be a lot like Parcells, like Parcells got the Cowboys to two different playoff runs. He got them there uh, in his first year in with a, just a ragtag team and Quincy Carter started that playoff game. And then in, t- in his last year in 2006, 
they made it uh, with Romo, and the Cowboys should have won that game. And he just like after the year, he just he the reason he walked away is he just like there were two reasons. One was he didn't he never wanted to, and two was he just like he couldn't handle the you know the losing and like feeling like you had a team that had a chance like because they felt yeah. they had a chance in 2006 and looking back at who like you know what happened in 2006 they definitely could have fucking beat the bears and, <laughs> and so and, and played peyton manning but anyway um so what i think would happen with bill belichick if he went to washington is he would have similar success to that and be, and walk away because i don't think seem he, like the better fit because i don't think that he would have um the juice to see it through like the playoff battles and get there again based on how long it's going to take. Cause we're talking, he's like 76 at this point by the time they like, they're looking like a competitive team, but I think he can walk away from a, from that, you know, hand it off to whoever it is that's in place behind him. And then, you know, you know, be comfortable with the success that comes from that. And then if he actually wants to win a Super Bowl, Seattle makes more sense. Because that, like Geno Smith, you can win a Super Bowl with Geno Smith. We've definitely seen worse, and um, that team has, like, they're built to win now, and they have interesting pieces on defense that I think he would like. Like he he's he has worked with some real freak athletes, you know, um, some real special players on defense. Like he's <clears throat> a lot of people. Like I've I've mentioned it before, but for people who don't don't listen all the time, don't remember. He's the guy that groomed Lawrence Taylor. He coached Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> okay. So, so uh, they have Tariq Woolen is the comparison. I have, I have two points of contention, and let me get through both of them before sure. you answer, uh, answer them. Okay. First, um, if he's such a good rebuilder, why wasn't he able to rebuild the I didn't Patriots? say re- I didn't say uh, – well, you know what I mean? He wasn't able to rebuild the Patriots – He's had the time. It's a team he's familiar with. If he can build a team up from the ground up, well, why can't he do it there? And then the, the next question is, or not really so much a question but a point, it just seems like the ownership, or they're all going for young coaches right now, young coaches that bring a fire, that are offensively offensive-minded. So I, I think it's very, very uh, it's very, very likely that Bill doesn't find a team he can head coach. So those those are the, my two points. What do it, you, what what are your thoughts on that? I, I don't disagree with anything that you just said. Right. I I I I, I think it's possible, but uh, I do think that Washington seems like a good fit. You know, I don't think Seattle seems like a good fit. Like it, it they, they should be going for a younger coach and stuff. Um, but it. it, it well, the the more we talk about Washington, and the more I'm just like, yeah, I can see that. Like two to three years there, um, I think would do both some good. And has Bill said for sure that he does want to coach again? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's not done. Okay. Yeah, he like I, when they were doing the press. I would bet on him getting that job. He was like he or at least like, one of the he two. eagerly looks forward to what's next. You know, like okay. he's uh, yeah. I don't think Bill Belichick's done it all. I think it didn't work out. Like um, whatever his vision was post Brady didn't work out right um, yeah he how, had an idea and i and think he's it a was better coach than gm but i think it was a, it, a yes yeah. definitely and but i think it was like a hedge thing like i think they like tried to sustain success in the way that they were succeeding while brady was there 
with someone else, and that wasn't the way to go about it. So I'm so him being a really intelligent guy, like having learned his lessons from where you know, obviously learned from the mistakes that he's made, and you know gone on, like because you could have made these arguments when he got hired in New England, um, after his Cleveland run. Like we we've already seen this guy, we know he's a good defensive mind. We saw what he did in Cleveland. We you know we don't want. We don't want to repeat that. And then he goes into New England and, you know, wins six Super Bowls. Now he had a, a Hall of Fame quarterback, but give him, you know, uh, give him an opportunity to learn from the mistakes that he just made in this period of time of a rebuild in New England. Yeah. Like we've seen him, like we've seen him learn from his mistakes before. So. so- Percentage Kenneth, chance. What What do you think the percentage chance is that he's a head coach this year? Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna say fifty fifty. Oh wow. Okay. What do you think, Ray? For what now? What What's the percentage chance that uh, he's a head coach this year, or this upcoming year? <clears throat> I'm trying to put myself in the owners on the owner's chair here, and I'm thinking about this, and and I'm I'm gonna give him maybe a ten to twenty percent chance, and here's why. Okay. Um. He. To Ken's point of somebody gave him a chance when he left the Browns and it was the Patriots and um, he was able to take that team to however many Super Bowls they won. Um, But he was on the climb, right? He got, if my memory served me right, and I would trust Ken's memory more than mine, um, he was let go from the Browns right after that playoff loss. Not like a season or two after. No, actually, he um, they made the playoffs, and then the next year they missed the playoffs, and he got fired. And he got fired. Okay, so <clears throat> Bill was peaking. He was still climbing his coaching talent when he got picked up by the Patriots. He's not climbing that talent no more. So it's very possible that that I'm again putting myself in the owner's chair here. It's very possible that Kraft was like he's getting better as a coach. So we're going to give him a shot because he's climbing. He took that trash Browns team to the playoffs. He did something here. He's climbing. He's done climbing. He's not going to get much better as a coach, right? So now he's on the decline. And you're you're looking at – owners are looking at this like he's on the decline. I don't know if they're looking at it like this, but if I was an owner, I'd be looking at it like this. He's on the decline. What failed in the Patriots organization – that's going to make me go, it's going to work here. You know, uh, if it's, is it trying new things? Is it, is it, he couldn't get past what Kraft wanted to do and sustain, um, a high level team, you know, Kraft wasn't allowing him to pull the trigger on a rebuild and letting things go so he can tear it down and build it back up. Was Kraft doing that? And if, he couldn't align with Kraft's vision. How is he going to align with my vision for the team? If we don't align, is he going to fail? Like that's that's what I think. Like some of these owners are asking themselves, and they're billionaires. I'm imagine they they at some point ask themselves that along along with a long list of other things that I'm not aware of too. So, but with with the copycat league that it is, and all the young coaches coming in and taking their teams to um playoffs and championship games seemingly overnight you know why is it taking bill three or four years and why do i have to wait three or four years for this mind to come in here and build it you know so 
that's kind of where I think all the ownership's minds are at right now. Pressured by the fans, pressured by the analysts. You know, um, they don't want to be seen to be making wrong decisions. So that's why I label it about 10 to 20% that he has a head coaching job next year. That's very interesting. Uh, and I would put it closer to 80% uh, that I, I think he's going to get one of those, those, those last the two jobs. So that's <laughs> you guys, that yeah, you guys so are polar opposites, and I'm right in the middle. Yeah, that never funny. happens. Yeah, that's <laughs> Usually really, you're polar opposites, yeah, and I'm in the middle. That's really funny. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, it's just he's a Hall of Fame coach. He's He's got that record. My, my feeling is is that those two teams, and I don't I haven't seen any news about anything, but my guess would be is those two teams are probably competing for him. Um, I don't think there's a lot left out there. there for, well, for actually, two of my actually, it's funny. I I'm not a fan of most most of the coaching hires this cycle. I like obviously Jim Harbaugh. I like that one. Um, it was that was exactly what uh, Los Angeles needed, and I imagine that um, Washington was probably the the team closest in the running to you know to go after Harbaugh. Um, Yeah. Um, my question is this: When it comes to that, like, I, I, I am pretty sh- like so sure that he doesn't get a head coaching job. That that my question is actually: Would he be content being a defensive coordinator and only a defensive coordinator, not having the reins? That's that's where I'm wondering because you're saying he's not done coaching. So does he feel he has the time to become a defensive probably coordinator? Probably take the year off if that was the case. And get back into the coaching cycle next year. Um, and no, I don't think he'll go back as a D coordinator. I don't either. I don't. So I he just retires at that. I point. think. I think he would more retires like, or waits. To I think see more likely what you'd hear year. is Bill Belichick hired a special advisor <laughs> to to some team. Yeah. You know, uh, and it'll be close to wherever it is that he likes to call home. I think, um, which is another reason that um, him getting the Washington job over the Seattle job makes sense because it's in his area. Like he he's uh, he's a northeasterny guy. Well, I think he has a uh, trophy wife that probably wants to get off of that area. Now he's got a girlfriend. Actually, he's, actually, I, I, I've, my understanding that is, makes a difference though. What I heard is that he had a he had a he had a long term girlfriend and they just broke up recently. Oh, interesting. Okay, so that so, changes things. But yeah. um. Yeah, I, I I think like if he wants to stay in coaching, in his mind he should be doing a rebuild as a coach. Like, okay, I'm gonna have to go sit behind some other head coach, have some success. He's and too then, old for that. I, I, yeah, he doesn't have time for that. Yeah, like, I, he doesn't. I don't know. I don't know his ego. I don't know if he thinks he's and, got another ten. And, and to, well, that. and to me, I think that his decision is between um, wanting to go for another Super Bowl or being comfortable with a successful teardown partial rebuild and and right. obtaining the the most wins all time which by the way um what he, owner wants to hear that what uh-huh. owner wants to wants to sit in front of a head coach and and hear him say an owner it's gonna hope, take me three or four years and but i think he's not gonna he's there. not gonna say that no. i'm you think saying he's gonna go in there and say i'm i'll dude, have your team to why next would, year? why do you think that he would say that i'm saying that from the sidelines as yeah. my perspective of what might happen, what person would ever go into a meeting, especially in the competitive NFL, and go, hey, look, in like three to four years, we could be close. 
No one would say that. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> so he's got to go in there and convince these GMs and these owners that he's going to be Super Bowl ready in a year. I, no, I wouldn't even say that. I, especially if you're Washington. There's no way Washington's going to expect to be Super Bowl ready in a year. They just traded their two best defensive players for draft picks. Okay, so Washington has a whole new owner. I don't know what his, where his mind is. Josh Harris is a smart guy. He has success. And, and Josh Harris... Okay, here's the important thing, okay? He owns the Philadelphia 76ers, who are famous for the process. If you're not familiar with that, that term, trust the process, okay? If you've, if you've ever heard it, it comes from the Philadelphia 76ers, and it comes from the idea that we're going to tank for a while, and we're going to stock up on stars. I got a question about that. That's what they did. I, I'm not a they, basketball savant. They tank savant. for years. I, I don't, I'm not a basketball savant, so this question is like super genuine. It's not loaded. There's nothing behind it. How successful are the 76ers? Oh, they have the current MVP and likely MVP, and he came from the process. Uh, but uh, <laughs> no championships. Okay. Uh, they, thank you. Thank no, you. Uh, not yet. But I knew where you were going. Um <laughs> The NBA is actually in a really good spot right now uh, because there's probably like how many teams does he own? Uh, he owns the Sixers and he might and I th I think he owns like um, other I think he owns an MLS team. Yeah, because I thought he owned more than one. He does. Franchise. He owns a, f a couple of franchises, but uh, this is um, what are the success of the other franchises? Oh, well, the the Seventy Sixers have been. Like, by your definition of successful yes. in the NFL? By fans' definition. Very successful. successful. They've been, like, by fans' definition, even by yours. I, I didn't say by fans, by yours. Like, because they, they don't get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. Well, either. I mean, the NBA is going to have a different, like, level of what a successful season is by fans. And I can, I'm not a fan of the NBA. I can't tell you, like, as an NBA I, fan. If I, was, if I was a 76ers fan, I'd be super excited. For, um, what, for what they what they've been doing and where they are right now. If for any seventy sixer yeah. fans hear this podcast, please uh, drop it. <laughs> and, and I'm a, and I'm a Celtics <laughs> fan, so we're like we're rivals, and, and like I I it's I, um, they I don't want to get too far into basketball, but yeah, yeah. I uh, I knew um, I'm trying to get in the mind of that that owner. owner. Right. If he's happy yeah. never winning the the grand prize, no, then Belichick. No, 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 no. He's not. Belichick no, would probably he's not. Right he in. makes. He makes right? moves. He, no, he makes moves. But he's never won that grand prize. Okay. So so I'm just trying to get okay. into the well, Hold on one second. Oh, I want you to, hold on one second. Do me a favor, okay? Real quick. I want you to YouTube Giannis Antetokounmpo. Just, yes, spell uh, that. Giannis. G-I-A-N-N-I-S. <laughs> why? Why am I doing this? Because he, <laughs> he answers a question from... A, um, a reporter about their their season being a failure because he didn't win the championship and probably the most eloquent um, like eloquent uh, honest and humble way that a superstar could ever answer that question and he's a champion yeah he, he is a 20, 2021 NBA champion. And but he, not with that team, right? Yes, with the team. Wait, now, not with let me finish, please. Okay, yeah. No. Okay, he. Okay, first of all, guys who don't know, I, know I about basketball, finish. he plays. <laughs> he plays for. He plays for the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks were a nothing team, absolute nothing team until they got him. 
They call him the Greek freak. Um, he's like he's six foot eleven. He plays like a point guard and a and a center at the same time. He's he's awesome. Anyway, he said I can't remember exactly what he said because I don't want. That's why I asked you to look it up because I don't want to butcher it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can the, give, you can convey the sentiment, but though. the gist of it is that not, not everybody can win. Only one team can win. Right. Only one team can win. Like, and he said Michael Jordan didn't win until he was 29. He didn't win until he was in his eighth season. All of his other stuff was he was a failure. Every other season was a failure. Every year he didn't win, he was a failure. No. He just like he did he didn't win a championship. Like and so and that so that's that is not the that's not a marker for success, a successful season for anybody. I don't like think I was setting an expectation of success as being winning the championship. Well, you were saying comfortable Just and I and I was getting, and I was get, and I was getting to that too. Like that that team makes they make like I was talking about this and you were like, "But yeah, but they haven't won." And I was like, well, "So I don't even, I don't even know how to answer that because that's like, you know, me talking that's like two fans getting in a room and tell talking about how my team is better than your team because of this no like, that's not what i was trying to I, all i was saying is there's a grand prize has he ever uh, won it and is no that, they haven't then that they mentality and that mentality not. is he taking that mentality over to the commander i don't even know what that mentality is because like all whatever that mentality is ta- that doesn't get you're talking you about grand like prize whatever that mentality is that's that making doesn't sense get grand prize. That doesn't make any sense. What do you mean it doesn't make but sense? It's like he's – okay. He's, he's a, just saying his style of ownership and – His mentality – okay, I'll so tell you what he's bringing. His, his mentality – Thank you. His mentality is that he's a billionaire. <laughs> I'm not sure why you're getting all worked up over this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't either. I'm like, just trying I, to figure out – I don't out know why. You know what? To be honest with you, I don't even know why, but I, but I was super offended by the way that you're just like so dismissive of people – of high-level success. It, to me, it, it, like it comes – like it really does come across as a garage fan who only gets – I, hold, I have me, never claimed to be anything more than Hold on. Than no, no, but you are. Because it <laughs> comes – I've never you claimed finish. You don't need to finish. It comes across as a garage fan who only gets amped up when he hears that his team is doing really well. It comes across as as a, a Fairweather fan who doesn't actually know anything, who couldn't name his own quarterback. It comes across as the guy that Micah Parsons interviewed on the street and said that he hates Kent. Who's Kent? The quarterback. Like he, got, he always messes it up. Oh, yeah, so Kent, Kent really messes it up. Yeah, I hate that guy too. And this is Micah Parsons interviewing a fan in Dallas on the street. And the guy can't name his starting quarterback. That's what that comes across as. Because, like, just because, that's like saying that, uh, you know, John Lynch hasn't had any success running the 49ers yet because they haven't won yet in an era that's been dominated by Brady and Mahomes. Like, that's, that's crazy talk. Not everybody can win the championship. Like, he brings the mentality of, like, that Philadelphia team, they were losers. They were such bad losers. They didn't have a plan until Josh Harris came in and gave them the process. And since then, it's produced a guy who's now in his prime, like, producing MVP numbers that people haven't seen since Shaq. Sorry, I'm building my DraftKings lineup. <laughs> that went a little off the rails, man. Are you feeling okay now? 
I feel like like you took you just channeled all your frustrations with Garage fans at me. Like, I, did. I, I did. Yeah, that, you did. That's that's, you did. You know that's you let, exactly what happened. You, you allowed Ray, Ray you just took one on the chin for all you fans that like want to like want to try and talk. You know what I? I had this thought. Um, while I was in the grocery store this morning, he just like used me as his little garage band punching bag. Right. I did. I'm sorry. I love you, buddy. <laughs> but you came at me. You came at me with that energy. It was well, like it was I like just, you. It was I like you put a mask finish. on. I just you, wanted to finish what I was trying to say and just try to grab you guys and go look. This guy has. This guy is Josh. We don't know much about him other than what he's done with the other professional teams. And I would say he's and, been very successful. Yeah, as a Cowboys fan, I'm fine. I'm a Cowboys fan, so I, I, I like I could trash the, the Commanders. I could, I could. I'm not doing that right now because I'm worried they're doing it right. That's what I'm trying to <laughs> tell you. Worried that they're doing it right. Yes, and I'm. I've been you. laughing my ass off for 20 years at them, like just throwing stuff at the at the window, hoping it's going to stick. Including when they tried something similar about 15 years ago when they pulled Joe Gibbs out of like the blue and were like save us resurrect the franchise and they couldn't and like and he did like and he, and then he walked back off um and kind of like what i would expect you know like a belichick thing to do is like he came in he remolded that team in his image the way that he wanted to build it they went to their their they won their first playoff game since the super bowl team that he walked away from 15 years prior and then they they went right back into the dirt after he left. So 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 I'm 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 think I'm understanding like your concerns a little bit here, because um, I'm not coming from. I think this is where you're coming from. You're coming from Belichick is good enough it's not to the, pre- to prevent you your team from making it further or deeper that. No. into your season. He's good and he's good enough to turn Washington into a team that we don't just pick on pick on anymore. And that's a problem. Like when Cleveland became good in your division, that became a problem for you. It's a lot harder to win twelve games. That's it's what a I mean. New feeling. He's he's going huh? to. Pr- it's a new feeling. <laughs> but and uh, it's also annoying. It's it's also annoying when you yeah. know. Uh, yeah. So so he could prevent you from getting more wins in your win column every season. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. No, I I I can agree with that. But that wasn't the, uh, the but point not I was trying to make at all. Josh Harris, like we, we that's <laughs> what we had, we had gone there, and right. so uh, if we go back before that, everything that you said about where owners are going in choosing their coaching staffs now, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, and that's why I'm fifty fifty. Yeah, because I that's what I think it is. Is I think it comes down to a decision a decision for the owner of. Do I want this guy that I know is going to come in and get rid of the crap and build me a solid, like I'm going to have a locker room full of solid guys and I can build off of that. Even if it does, even if he doesn't win a championship, I know that I'll have like a solid, I know that I won't have a mess. That's the thing. If you hire Belichick, he's not going to leap. Like, and that's over over the only thing I was like, you said it yourself. Even if I don't win a championship and, 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 that was like the only thing I was trying to figure I think out. You is have to Josh, think like that. Is Josh 
Right, but I don't know if the owners are right now. I think I think I I, I don't think know if the do. owners are. I think it. I would think I'd, they're going to okay, have to so this aftermarket. I shouldn't contract. say all of them do. I'd say the more successful ones do think that way. So I, I think I think a lot of them are going to have to switch that mindset if this whole because this whole thing happens with the whole uh, look at Philadelphia. The um, <clears throat> the uh, new contract structures are going to happen with the endorsement deals. Mm-hmm. If those endorsement deals go through, a lot of them are going to have to have that that line of thought like. You know, as long as we're selling tickets and selling jerseys and stuff, like, you know, it would be okay. And just on, I'd be really surprised if that went through because the whole thing about the NFL over the last, you know, 20 years has been parody and, and how anybody can win. You know what I mean? You can go from a five win team to a Super Bowl team, and it's happened multiple times over the last 20 years. And I think the NFL really likes that parody. And so to do that, to I become more of a, a, a Yankees <laughs> and, and, you know, Brewers type league. That's what I want. Like, but I, I don't think they want that. So, so, so here's what I think. Here's, here's what, what I think. And I, and I didn't have this thought till you just mentioned this. And so this is circling back to something we were talking about earlier that you brought up. The fans are going to buy tickets and whatnot to the NFL's like television rights and all those things. Regardless of what team they're rooting for, because they're rooting for all the other teams. Fantasy they're not football. Rooting for fantasy football, they're, and they're no longer rooting for the hometown teams, so they don't need that parity anymore. Mm-hmm. Agreed. They don't need it. And um, on the the fantasy football thing, okay. So if it goes this way, right? If it goes more to like an MLB, um, mm-hmm. haves and haves not have nots. Um, Fantasy football becomes like a more predictable monster. It's true. And if it does, more money will flow into it. Why do you say that? More people feel like they can win. Maybe yeah. maybe that's why Josh picked up this team to begin with. Maybe the uh, the contract structure was something that he was like well, more familiar with this, and I'll, I don't I mind think, going. I don't this think business. guys at his level. I don't think are like okay. There's two ways that it could go. Guys at his level are making decisions just to make more money, or they like he's got so much money that he really just wants to be a champion. You know, and the way that he does business with his basketball team. I think he wants to win. I, it feel like my perspective, uh, you know, as as a, um, a fan of a competitor from his is that they want to win. They try. Yeah, and I, and I can I can concede that. My only question is, does he want to win the championship, and is he gonna is that the yeah, mentality he's so. gonna go into? And if that's the case, I, I don't think he hires Bill Belichick. You heard him. You I I and. I think he's in it for the long haul, and he's a really smart guy. And you so, said and so. That's why. What's I, long like, haul? I, Define long haul. How many years? More than Daniel Snyder, which is how many years? More than twenty-five. Okay, Bill. You guys have said Bill Belichick has four or five years. You're left. Right, but he. But so. and Josh Harris knows he's going to go through a couple of coaches. He's probably going to okay. go through more than one. You have to okay. get super lucky. Like you're not going to be like, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to plan on getting a guy that's going to be here for twenty-five years. I'm. I'm gonna nail it. Yeah, like you, like you, just be smart. You make smart decisions all the time. Um, and from what I've seen uh, for his basketball team, he's not afraid to go through co- go through coaches. And if he hires Bill, if Bill you Belichick, look, you're gonna be unbearable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah maybe. Um, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> in multiple ways. I was thinking, just thinking about that too, you know, because I'll be grumpy as a Cowboys fan, but then I'll be like, probably I'll, I'll be the, the, the Belichick apologist, you know, yeah, when, you when, are. When, when things are working out, you know, I, I am I, I'm, I am a huge fan of, of Belichick. I am like I of, of what he's done and what it, like you, you piece together his his career and the way that the way that he's done it, the people that he's worked with, and what people have to say about him when they leave. Yeah, well, I, I'm a big I'm a big fan. Um, I wanted to make sure that I didn't forget to say this though. Like, so we know that he's gonna win wherever he goes. Um, and this is why I really expect him to be a coach again. He's gonna going to pass Don Shula for most wins all time. But I think it's going to be short-lived. Have you seen how close Andy Reid actually is on the all-time list? No. He's only like um he's only like 45 to 50 wins behind Belichick now. Oh, that's a lot though. That's at seemingly a lot. That's like unless you seasons. have Patrick Mahomes in his prime because you got to figure like he could just keep coaching Patrick Mahomes and he's going to get 10 plus wins for as long as he decides to keep coaching. Right. right. But that's what I'm saying. That's, that's at least five years, uh, you know, four if Bill doesn't get another job. What, and but look at this. How team. old is Andy? I Reed? don't know, dude. Look. So look at this Chiefs team. This is a down year. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm, I agree with the Chiefs. They're I'm just saying like, Andy Reid is getting up there and he's not exactly the, uh, how, the picture can we look of up how old Andy Reid is. He actually he looks better. Yeah, he, he looked. Honestly, he looks healthier to me now than he did when he was like fifty. <laughs> sixty-five. Oh, oh yeah. Bill, Belichick won at sixty-six. That okay. was his last. Yeah, that no, was his he's last just... Super Bowl. So yeah, <clears throat> no, that's he's got plenty of time. Okay. People have also researched Bill Belichick, seventy-one years. Uh, Pete Carroll, seventy-two <laughs> years. Nick Saban, seventy-two but, years. But yeah, I think it's gonna be Andy Reid. When I saw the all-time list, I was like, Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes is twenty-eight. There. Andy Reid for what? I'm sorry. All-time so wins. All-time oh, wins. Oh, yeah. Like I think that, and that's another thing. Is like Belichick. That that's another. That would be something if I were Belichick. Like that might influence my decision to go to Seattle instead of Washington. If that was an option for me, is what I'm saying. Uh, because I think Seattle, you can hammer out yeah. another like, you know, three or four ten win plus seasons and really get yourself out of reach from Andy Reid. But I think Andy Reid's going to catch him. That's that funny prediction. Right now, we're you know we're, this is like six years. We'll talk about this six years from now. Remember, <laughs> I told you. But um, yeah, like if he sticks with Mahomes, there's no reason for him to leave, right? Yeah, no, no. I was I was strictly thinking of uh, age. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, he's got to yeah. have at least another five years in him, right? Uh, I hope, man. Uh, I want these big guys hey, to live longer. Can we do that? Can we pull up a picture of Andy Reid today versus a picture of Andy Reid five I'll, years ago? I'll look it up, but real quick. Uh, here's the completed <laughs> interviews by Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Patrick Graham. Uh, I don't even know this name, but please Evero. sign Dan Quinn. I want them to get Dan Quinn so bad. Evro from Carolina Panthers. And so do you. Uh, Smith from the Dolphins and Quinn from the Cowboys. Yeah, this is a, there's the please. oh Slowick from Texans. Morris we, Slowick we is sign. my favorite of the the guys who are getting interviewed. I don't think he's going to get hired this year. I hope he stays with Houston. I do too. I, and maybe that's why I'm saying I don't think because I'm, I'm hopeful. It's I'm like I'm hoping that Slowick stays with Houston, um, but I I think it's more that Ben Johnson is going to get the job that Belichick doesn't get. So here's 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 uh, I I don't need to go through the list of names. I can just give you guys the second interviews reported. Graham, Kafka, Quinn, and Evro all got second interviews. Please 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 hire Dan Quinn. 
please, please hire Dan Quinn. God, you gotta do it. Take him off our hands. Please get him out of there. Oh, oh God. Funny. God. Hey, oh, and uh, while we're talking about coordinators, you guys saw that the Eagles hired two hired two new coordinators? No. Again. Who? Uh-huh. Who? Oh, they hired Eagles. Kellen Moore. Oh, wow. I didn't know he got fired. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a huge hiring and such a quiet firing. <laughs> That's funny. Please go away. This is the this is the best I've I was able to find on Andy Reid. So this is uh, you got a with the Eagles and then with the. Let me see if it pulls up again. Where would it go? It's probably yeah with the Eagles. And yeah, the, see, and he's taking better care of himself now. <clears throat> By a lot. So yeah. where the heck is Pete Carroll going? <laughs> Anywhere? Huh? <laughs> oh no, he. No he's, one's talking about. He's uh, gone up into the front office, right? Oh yeah, yeah I think yeah, I did yeah. hear something about that. Yes, yeah, he's he is with still with Seattle, which would make that Belichick thing even more interesting. Hmm. <laughs> so should we talk about today's games? <laughs> uh, do we need to? No, I'm just... <laughs> right. Well, uh, and you know what? Actually, it's a great time to jump into that because we we were just talking about Andy Reid and Mahomes. And um, so a uh, funny thing that I saw this week was there's a pattern of Mahomes. And it's like it goes, it was AFC championship loss, Super Bowl win, Super Bowl loss, AFC championship loss, Super Bowl win. <laughs> so, Super Bowl, Super so the Bowl next one, so the next <laughs> Oh man, that'd be funny if that pattern stays. It would be really right. funny. And so there's that pattern versus the other pattern that's been that's going on. But this one's got a shorter history, and that is, I think this is. So if it happens, if the Ravens and the 49ers make the Super Bowl, I think it'll be either the third or the fourth consecutive year where the Super Bowl logo color scheme. Matches the two teams that are competing in the Super Bowl. Oh, geez. So that one—I really don't want that one to come true. Me too. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, me too. I, I, I like that, to, like, you get all the conspiracy theorists yeah. and all the oh, the script is on. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and all so, that stuff. Sports Illustrated has reported that Detroit's Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson will interview for a second time on Tuesday in person, and if that goes well, he will land the job for the Washington Commanders. Head coach position. Wow. Yeah, and that and it w- that wouldn't surprise me. Like I said, it w- I thought, like I said, I thought it was fifty fifty, you know. And it's, re- but it's really that that's the decision is like, do you want to take a chance on um, a new wave of of hiring that has been successful for some teams and not successful for others? Because that's the way. That's the truth. Is like. Um, these uh, these coaching trees that are getting stripped out, it's like, it's not like you can just hire any coordinator that worked for Kyle Shanahan, and get a successful head coach. It's not like you can just get a, you know any coordinator that worked for Sean McVay and get a successful head coach, but um, some of them are. Yeah. And it just seems like that's the way that people are going. So it would it wouldn't have made, it wouldn't have been surprising to me if uh, if they went you know that way. Or the the other way, um, but I 
it would really surprise me to see Bill Belichick on the sidelines for Seattle next year. That that would that that would surprise me a little bit. <clears throat> so it makes the most sense, but it would still surprise me. <clears throat> so uh, I guess we, we talked about getting into the games. We have Kansas City Chiefs versus Baltimore Ravens. Kansas City's plus four and a half. Over under is forty four plus one seventy. If you're betting on the Chiefs, might bet on that Baltimore side. No, it's plus four and a half. Yeah, I bet on the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, Chiefs and four points. Um, Mahomes uh, take, and four points. Yeah, Mahomes and four points. Man, I swear. I, in the last two years, I've bet against that guy twice. Super Bowl last year for a thousand bucks. That felt great. Then this year, playoffs, hundred bucks against Buffalo. And I'm just like, you know what? I think I'm done betting against Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, that might be the last time. He's like, man, I feel like I've done this before. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of times. (laughs) Hey, uh, uh, real quick aside, Um, the the three Super Bowls that the Steelers went to during the Brady era, somebody else beat Brady for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) All three times, you didn't have to play him in the championship game. All three times, it's really funny. Yeah, great. <laughs> All sad about it. Uh. <laughs> they didn't do it, dude. They never did it. They couldn't do it. I don't. And it's the weirdest thing, dude. It, because the Steelers are just like the Steelers are such a good franchise, and they're never like in none of these scenarios were they ever a bad team, and they just couldn't beat them. It's crazy. I know. I know. There's a reason but why it, I hate Brady. But yeah, and <laughs> and it, it feels the same way uh, these days with Mahomes. You know, they uh, the term going around is thief of joy. And, <laughs> I like that, and that's because uh, that and that's what Brady was. You know, for 20 years in the AFC, and it's already been six now in the AFC. You don't really. It's so crazy too because that was like. Um, I went back and I watched uh, Mahomes uh, his AFC championship games. You know, and I didn't even realize that it started with that 2018 game with him and Brady. That is, and that's still one of the best games I've ever watched. Yeah, like it was a dis- defensive struggle all the way into the fourth quarter, and then Brady and Mahomes just took over. And like I, the final score of the game was like in it was in the mid 30s or something like that, but they were in the teens going into the fourth quarter, and. They just like neither defense could stop Mahomes or Brady at the end of it. And th- we're talking, this is Brady at age 41 and yeah. just like out gunning Mahomes like <laughs> with his arm. It was, it was fun to watch, but that was, that, it was a real passing the torch game, even though Brady won. Right. And, yeah. and that's when, and, and Mahomes will never be able to say he got Brady. That's cool. Brady. Yeah. Brady got him in two championship games. The, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, the AFC Championship game, and then he, they went on. They went on to beat the Rams in 2018. So Brady got that Super Bowl, and then straight up beat him in the Super Bowl two years later. <laughs> um, so craziness. It's gonna be hard for Mahomes to overcome that. Um, He's gonna have to win like eight Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> he could do it though. He, he I, and He's, and you know it starts today. Um, I, like I said, I think there's a good chance chance they beat the Ravens today, but. Uh, 
you can't. I mean, the Ravens are good, man. That that defense is the mm-hmm. defense is really good. Um, Lamar, I think, is going to be running all over the place. It today. comes down to the quarterbacks to me. Yeah, and, and they're two of the best in the NFL. They this are. Year. They are. Um, I think. And Lamar's going to get the, the MVP this year, right? For sure, he yeah. is. Like absolutely, um, him. Like he knocked. He KO'd Brock Purdy in that Monday night game for sure. Like he scored five touchdowns and Brock Purdy yeah. threw four interceptions. So, so is Lamar the best quarterback this year? Nope. No. No. Yeah, I I, 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 I feel like I'm going with my heart a little bit here because obviously I hate the Ravens, but. Um, this yeah, is, I this think is this is going to be a really good game, and I think this is going to be a defensive game that hits the under. I do, I do too. What's the over/under on this? I'm sorry, Ray. 44. Yeah, I agree. I think it's like 20 to 17. Yeah, um, that's what it feels like to me. 20, yeah, 2017, 21, 20, something yeah. like that. Um, and I think I just believe that Mahomes is going to find a way to pull it out. Um, I just, yeah, I just have more faith in his ability to do that, and also like there's. <clears throat> I'm real big on, um, like, uh, players' emotions going into the games. You know, their how they seem, how they mm-hmm. what like, what's their mentality like? What they, do they seem like? They're stressed out. They seem like they're excited. Are they they loose? Whatever. And um, you have the image of Mahomes after the game in the locker room, like you know, t- getting the team together. And it's like, they asked for this, you know, t- like it's still, they're still in Buffalo, you know, and he's like, and yeah. he's and leading the team and, and like, and he's definitely the dog on that team. And then, uh, the mental image of Lamar Jackson in an interview <clears throat> this week, um, asking about, uh, someone asked him if he likes competing against Patrick Mahomes. And he, and he said, no, what? <laughs> Cause he, because, and it was and it was basically a fear answer and i don't that's want that's what it. i'm saying like and what the yeah and i don't and so i don't want who, who said that lamar. lamar okay and and i don't and i mean context is everything but it didn't sound like a joke you know gotcha it it was like you know more like more like he knows he has to play well you know like I, so i like to me the pressure is on lamar not patrick mahomes like Mahomes is going in there pissed off yeah. because because people are doubting him, <laughs> and like and he's got that Brady gene, he's got that Jordan gene yeah. that like yeah, no, you're not wrong, man. Like I'm no like and he gets like he gets better when you piss him off in the middle of the game. Like it's there's something wrong with him, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the Ravens have too many outs. I think I. Experience, you got experience outside of uh, Mahomes being there a thousand times before, and I don't think it's going to be enough this time. I think I think uh, a lot of his players just don't help save him sometimes, you know. And, and I agree with that. I, I last week they did though. Yeah, they did. I, I mean they're, they're great players. They're kind of like this, uh, but I I haven't seen the Ravens let. Lamar fall on his face, flat on his face, too many times this year. I know playoffs, playoffs is a different game. It's a whole other season. It's almost like a you know the third season, and and uh, uh, but I don't I don't see it playing out that way. I think Ravens are going to win this game, and I th- I'm thinking that it's going to be the other way around. I think it's going to be high scoring too. I think mm. I think uh, 
time and time again, the Ravens are going to bail out Lamar if he has a bad game. I don't, I'm not necessarily saying he's having going to have one, but if it does starts going that way, I think uh, they're going to bail him out. He's got a lot of, uh, he's got some good running back talent behind him. And uh, he's got that veteran, uh, that nobody seems to really utilize in Odell Beckham. Like he just, you know, like, his actually his playing time has been going down. So and actually, um, Rashad Bateman has been playing better. Like um, Bateman, what's going uh, on with Tony though? N- Nelson on, Aguilar on on on, on the on Chiefs side. Chiefs side. Who cares? He's, he's been right. hurt. He's, he's out. been hurt. Okay. He's back, but uh, he's they not a big out. part of the offense. Exactly. Anymore. Right. He, he doesn't older, have a lot of people that can bail him out. The, Why is Beckham the, not getting play time though? Because he's not good enough anymore. Is it? But is he dropping passes? No. You know what I mean? So it's like if 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 his hands ball, are still good. Yes, exactly. If the ball comes somewhere in his area, yeah, his hands are still great. He's gonna, like he's gonna if catch you, it. If yeah, if you happen <laughs> to see Lamar throwing a pass deep down the field, no OBJ is the target. Yeah, you know, you probably feel better about that than if he was throwing it to Zay Flowers, who's got pan hands. Or <laughs> and he does. He he drops. He makes a lot of drops. He does, and he's and I think he's gonna do that throughout his career. I think he's gonna be a drop guy. Um, I feel and like either Aguilar or Bateman's going to have a And Nelson Aguilar there. has been their most impressive receiver like yeah. in terms of like making all the catches that you'd want a receiver to make. Um, uh, he, he actually kind of like pops off screen a little bit. And it's, and it's good for him, too, because he's, he's a former first-round pick, and he's, about, he's like 29 or 30 now, so he's like right at that like should be in his peak, you know? So it's good to see him playing well. So, so what about the defense though? Because I think the, the Ravens' defense here, so there's can two, also to me, bail them out. The, to me, oh, there's yeah. more the, times the than defense. The Chiefs. Not today, because Mahomes. I don't think Mahomes is going to give it to him today. No turnovers for the Chiefs. I don't think end? so. No. I wonder if that's uh, like a like Pache, Pache, Oh yeah. Pache, if I was going to bet on a Chiefs Chiefs turnover today, like man. Um, I wouldn't bet against Mahomes. I wouldn't bet on Mahomes turning the ball over, but tip passes, you never know, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the way it would be. I don't think Mahomes is going to make a mistake. I or think somebody's going to fumble it, it, not Mahomes. And I would say Pacheco fumble. That would yeah. be the other way. But he's held onto the ball really well this year. He's got strong hands. Um, he's, and he's just a powerful Cause, dude. Because I, I had the Ravens defense <laughs> throughout fantasy this year. And so every now and then that defense just goes off. Oh, to yeah. me, it's th- good. Um, there's two. Right. They, they do. So do the Chiefs. The Chiefs have a great defense, too. And I think that the two edges them out though. That's I Baltimore like has the, a better defense. I, I yeah. Oh yeah. I think Baltimore yeah. has a better defense and it's because of Kyle Hamilton. Like if you want to just compare like front sevens, I think they have comparable front sevens is as, as, as good as Patrick Queen and um Roquan Smith are. Like their defensive line is got like it's got Jadavian Clowney and and I think he was their best edge rusher this year. So um and I think he plays D tackle now. So I, I don't Does yeah. he really? Yeah, I'm not sure if he plays edge or D tackle. I just remember him like I know that he. I'm pretty sure he led the team in sacks, or as far as the D line. I think their actual leader in sacks was uh, either Queen or um, I think it was Queen actually. Um, I'm sorry if I'm misspeaking. I, I I haven't done like a deep dive on Raven statistics. I usually I, I watch a lot of games. I don't I don't do a lot of box score reading and a lot of like stat like you know reading and stuff like that. I just happen to know a lot of them sometimes. I know I know um, they need the Chiefs to win the NFL to go against the but, script narrative. Um, <laughs> there's to me there's two big things about uh, their rosters today. On one side, the Ravens are getting back Mark Andrews. Mm, yeah, that's right. I read that. So. We don't know exactly what that's going to do 
to the flow of their offense. And I think that's more of an effect on fantasy negatively than it is like on their right. team. Like it's obviously just going to be a positive for their team. Let me throw something out. At so you that's guys good for them. Me, since you brought that up. I got one more though. The other, on the other side is the chiefs are without their all pro guard. Joe, uh, Joe Tooney. They, they announced that he's going to be out. So when you said that uh, Tony was going to be out, I was like, it reminded me that there was actually two big injury updates and that's Mark Andrews playing on one side and the chiefs being without uh, their all pro guard on the other side. So th- that goes in Baltimore's favor. Andrews or Kelsey, who has a better game today? Kelsey. Kelsey. Okay, so that's not a hat bet. Um, <clears throat> so I got you guys on. <laughs> uh, I was trying to give you guys a nugget. That's cool. There. No, I like it. Um, Brian and uh, Ken, you guys are both going Kansas City today. Yeah. Yes. And and I think for you, Brian, it's more honor bound than anything. Yes. Um, okay, so in the next up, we got uh, Detroit against San Francisco, and Bezzy went uh, Baltimore, by the way. Detroit versus San Francisco. Detroit so, plus. Just hold on, real quick. So, like, just to be clear with everybody, Brian has had a change of heart because well, you look at the screen. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I was going to bring that up after. Okay. What? Yeah. Um, so, so, and you kind of have to at that point. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was good, but I was going to bring that up. Um, <laughs> Uh, San Francisco versus the Detroit Lions. Detroit plus seven and a half. The over under is at fifty two and a half. Uh, plus two seventy if you're betting on the Lions. Minus three forty if you're betting on the Niners. So, gee, who am I going to pick today? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you and and like if you're just going straight up, no point spread. Um, yeah, I mean it's hard to go against the Niners today. The, uh, the I actually don't care what the point spread um, is. Uh, uh, Debo being back, I think, is a big deal. I think that's a big <laughs> cog in that offense. Um, see, I, I, I want to pick Detroit against the spread because <laughs> I think they're going to cover seven and a half. Um, but are, are they going to be? Ooh, that could be a that's, a, that's a tough one. We could put. Can we put that on the list? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't think they'll cover. Okay. Uh, no, I, I think this is going to be a competitive. Fun game that hits the over. Yeah, I think it's going to hit the over mostly because of San Francisco. Wow. Okay. I actually think you're, you're seeing a blowout. I think the 49ers are going to trash the Lions today. Like it's like early, often hard. And that is definitely a script that can. That's very likely. That they know that, they, that has a, a high. They know. They know Jared Goff. Like they. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I did forget I did about, that about that too. <laughs> they, they, so they, they know Jared Goff and Kyle Shanahan destroys Aaron Glenn. Like I really just I don't I don't I don't give the Lions a chance to be within like fifteen today. Wow. Yeah, and, and I can definitely see a world where that's true. Um, God, it just it feels like the Lions, the Lions are a feel-good story. Yeah, they, they, they really are. are. And, and I'm completely rooting for them to win. I, th- I want I them think, to win. And people are really buying into that. Um, but the Lions' defense is god-awful. They're awful. They really are. Well, um, against, the, against the pass. No, they're good against both. the run. They're not really that good against the run either. Okay. Their box score says they are, but... I know, so they, I know they play, but they also played against Minnesota twice this year. They played against Chicago twice this year. Um, they've their their schedule for for running backs wasn't very tough. So to me, that's why they look better against the run. When you actually watch them play against the run, they're not a good run defense 
especially in the middle. And the 49ers like to pound you in the middle. For sure. The 49ers like to abuse the middle of the field. And that's where the Lions are just weak. Like they run the 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 49ers like to run post patterns and uh, deep in routes. And so I, I just think I think there's going to be chunk plays all day long for the 49ers. So I, like they're going to I think they're going to be successful on the ground in their early in their early downs enough that the play action is just going to destroy Detroit today. That's the way that I see it. Like the only way Detroit has a chance is if they're able to bottle up CMC and get after Purdy. Right. And that's definitely their game plan. And I just know. I don't think they're good enough to do it. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um Again, I, I think I'm going to pick the Niners, but I want Detroit to win, and I, I, I just I think they're going to make a competitive game. I, I think that Detroit offense is going to be able to move the ball. I think if they... Um, but I'm definitely worried you're right that it's going to be a blowout. I think if they do, it's because... Now you have to be worried. Um, because we've seen, <laughs> because we've seen uh, Jared Goff really mature you know, over the last couple of years. Right. Um, it's interesting, you know, how like uh, you know some people that that'll happen to them, and they can just kind of like you know tumble, and some people that can that'll happen to them, and he's like he's Screw really you. And, and let's do this. He's yeah. really like to me, Jared Goff has has become the best version of himself. Like he's yeah. like reaching his his potential, um, and, and that's also cool to see. Uh, so um, I. Um, don't think that Jared Goff is going to like, while I do think the 49ers are going to blow them out. I don't think it's because you're going to see like a Jared Goff goof game, you know, like where he just like is, is bad. Like the, where the pressure gets to him and he's just like, you know, nine for 25 and 110 yards or something like that. I don't think that's going to happen. I just, uh, I don't think they're going to be able to sustain drives. I don't see them like on offense. So on defense, the only way I, you know, I said how I think they'll be successful on offense. They are going to have to be able to run the football like, and they're going to be able to have to attack the 49ers vertically. So I think Jamison Williams has to have a big day for the, the lions to be successful. So it sounds to me like you don't believe in the Detroit's weapons as much as you believe in the San it's Francisco not, weapons. It's that I don't think that the, that the Detroit weapons match up against the 49ers defense the way that the 49ers weapons match up against the Detroit defense. That's the thing because it, Detroit, they've got Gibbs, they've got St. Brown, and they've got Laporta. And these are guys that all attack the short, intermediate areas of the field where the 49ers are their best. Their front seven is the best in football. And I don't even think, I honestly don't think it's close. Like they've, like Chase Brown, or Chase Young, excuse me, Chase Young is their fourth best defensive lineman. Top five, top five pick is their fourth best defensive lineman. They've got Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead. <laughs> like yeah, and they're, and they, they're stacked, no they got Randy Gregory coming off the bench. Like their team, and then they and then the thing is, is they've got Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw to shut down the extra yards that St. Brown gets from his short routes, and to prevent Jameer Gibbs from getting loose. So well, I and that's where I was going next. Is it, is it feels like an area where St. Brown is going to have a huge day today? He's, I don't no? know. 
No, because he he's not St. Brown. Most of his numbers come inside, but most of his numbers come inside the numbers, and the 49ers do their best defensive work inside the numbers, and it makes sense because of their linebacker core. They're just so good. 10 yards and under they're so hard to beat 10 yards and under like you i think back to what they did to tony pollard and the cowboys offense and i that's what i think is going to happen today to to the lions because you do you think the lions offense was is better equipped to go into san francisco than the cowboys were that week i like the lions offense better than i like the dallas offense oh, this that's year crazy no way are you like the way they pound the ball compared to Pollard? Pollard just couldn't get things going this year. It was. Like, uh, I really like Detroit offense over over Dallas offense. Well, statistically, that didn't pan out for you. Do we have a hat bet there somehow? <laughs> uh, I mean, I won. No. <laughs> the Cowboys. The Cowboys were the better offense. Really? They Detroit's sc- still playing. Okay. Is it, is it all based on <laughs> offense? Is that how you get here? Do we do we just does everybody just play against nobody? All the all the teams go out. Actually, let's do that now. Instead of so we don't have to. We can just, let's do that now. Yeah, we got no, up twice don't, today. Don't play the teams against each other. Just Hold line on. them up. Just go out there and whoever looks the best offensively, you know, like whoever's like, what? What are you? T- <laughs> Before we go all crazy, you guys, I just want to solidify. You guys are going Frisco, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bezzy's going Detroit. Um, Good on you, man. So uh, back to what Ken was saying about our Super Bowl picks. You did pick the Ravens, and now you're going back on that. Well, I didn't think they'd actually get there, man. (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't understand why. No, no. no. And and like I say. I didn't think it'd be the Chiefs. It was supposed to be the Bills. He was supposed to be. Like, Mahomes wasn't supposed to be there. If if you made me bet my house on it today, like if I had to bet my house on who was going to win Baltimore, Kansas City, I'd I'd pick Baltimore. So I, I still would. have. Oh, really? I think I would. You are conflicted today. So, sir. so I, I am. So these, I am. these Super Bowl picks are from the, when the playoffs started. Nobody was. That's so crazy. Nobody was uh, played a single game yet. And Brian, you still have the Ravens and the Niners for your Super Bowl original Super Bowl picks. However, um, Ken and I stayed honor bound with these picks, and you did not. So I have to <laughs> add that caveat in there. I, I hate that, the Ravens. What do you want? <laughs> But but yeah, you didn't pick your Steelers to win the Super Bowl, so that that's what I mean. Like oh yeah, okay. if yeah, you would have stayed honor bound, well, yeah. you know. I mean, and uh, the 49ers would have been my the team that I picked if it hadn't been the Cowboys. Obviously, um, I was because ex- yeah, 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 yeah. At the beginning no, I, of the I, year, I, I picked. Uh, I think I my, the four teams that I picked were Bills, Chiefs, Niners, Cowboys. So I got two of them, like at the beginning of the year. To go to the championship games, but Mahomes is kind of a given, so I'm not going to take right. credit for that. Yeah, and the for, and the 49ers just had to keep their quarterback were, yeah. healthy. Um, Those were the two givens. Uh, so I wanted to talk about the 49ers. Um, I had talked to you guys in our group text about some of the deep dive I was doing on their their roster um, for the salary cap. Before we do that, um, can we get the DraftKings thing out of the way so we can do that? Or oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you want to read them or not? Uh, yeah. We want to give it. our fans DraftKings lineups, and then we can move on to um, exterior things just so the that we, we stay consistent on everything we do here. Uh, so, <clears throat> um, if you guys need me to go first, I can. I can pull it up real quick. But mine's loading, so you can go ahead. Whoever wants to go, I'm ready when you are. Go ahead, go for it. Okay. Um, this is complete tournament lineup today. Uh, this is not cash. 
And in a two-game slate, I do not recommend you play cash. Uh, there's just not a lot of advantage to it. You're going to be playing the same players. Yeah. Well, no, not, not really. Like You're going to have – it's going to be like similar, one yeah. or two guys, and that just feels that, – that's like a hat bet. Well, see, like I, I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, betting the Detroit offense is, is going to do something today. Ooh. So, yeah, I, I hear you after this. This was made before our conversation as well. But, but it's also – this is the um, – this is the low percentage. This is I, I know Goff is going to be the least owned quarterback today. You know what I mean? And so if he does have to go that. off, you know what I mean? And I've got him at a 12% ownership. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, I've got a real yeah. chance oh, to yeah, go yeah. somewhere. Yeah, for you tournament, I mean? it's great. Yeah. So that, it, it's very much a tournament play. And that's why I was saying if this was a cash lineup, I, I would not have this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because uh, I do think the, the Niners are going to win today. But this is the, hey, let's root for this just in case. You know what I mean? And if it does hit, then shoot, I can I can really go far. So um, so to stack with Goff, I've got St. Brown. Uh, I've got uh, Williams. And I've got Laporta. So we're going triple stack on Laporta's the Laporta's uh, the, the one I like the most today out of their weapons. Well, I could not not start Laporta today. Like, I have been uh, screaming his name all year long this year. And uh, just, I, I was just, La Porta! I don't know why I do that accent on it there, hey, but we get uh, like a, I, I just love screaming that. Can we get an early season long bet for 2024? <laughs> what's the what's the bet? McBride versus Laporta. Uh, let, let's get further into the offs. Oh, come yeah, on. I, I, ha- I, I, come on. You got your guy. I got mine. I, I, I love McBride, too. He is, he is a No, you don't. You, yeah, you, you, can, you can't McBride. have both. You have <laughs> he Laporta. He is a beast. I have McBride. All right? You have Laporta. I have McBride. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, to stack back on the other side for that game, you know, predicting the, the super high-scoring game with Detroit-San Francisco. I've got uh, McCaffrey and Ayuk coming back on the other side. I think the smartest thing that we could say about DFS today is do not play without Christian McCaffrey. And, that, that is that like, it, I mean, if you're going to play multiple lineups, make one without him, maybe just in case. Maybe. But there's yeah, if you're making one you actually want to win with, like, there's no way you don't play Christian McCaffrey today. Um, let's see who Protect else. Um, Six point two points. One of my low price guys, uh, Rashad Bateman, is my kind of dart throw there. That's a nice uh, one. His, like his playing time has been increased lately. And, uh, you know, if he gets that shot downfield. I was talking about playing. Aguilar, but I w- I've been impressed by Bateman, too. Yeah. Uh, and uh, honestly, uh, Aguilar, I think, is 200 more. And if I could fit him in, I might have gone that direction, you know. Um, I went with the Chiefs defense, uh, 2,900 cheap, uh, plus. Like say that's the that's the game I'm betting is going to be the defensive battle, so let's see if the Chiefs can do something on the defensive side, and then the last player that I haven't mentioned yet because I'm kind of ashamed to have him in my lineup, and I just I honestly couldn't find another way to fit in the guys how I mu- wanted. How, how much does he cost? Forty two hundred. Running back. 40, really? I want to see if Dalvin Cook can get in the end zone today. <clears throat> he had more carries than I thought he did in that Houston game. He might be their most what? talented running back. Oh, he is. Um, so for sure, I, I think he, he gets is. The ball. Like, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's it's such turning into such an ugly situation right now for like for the, oh, to, this second for yeah. fantasy. Like it's not gonna last into twenty twenty four, obviously. But man, what a ugh. yeah. Like because Dalvin had like eight carries. Um, Gus Edwards had ten. And then Justice Hill had like seven opportunities or something exactly. like that. So I was, it, when I was looking at, it, I was like, 
I guess I'm going to bet on Gus yeah. to, get, to get in the end zone. Because I think if once they get down to the goal line, that's still what they're going to do. Yeah, and if they were all the same price, I would play Gus. Yeah. But but they're not. Yeah, they're so, not. So, it's, <laughs> so, so the gamble, there you go. All right, so uh, my lineup, I've got uh, Brock Purdy uh, at 6,400. My running backs are CMC, obviously. And then I've got Gus at 5,500. Um, to... Uh, Stack with my quarterback, I've got Brandon Ayuk at 6,900. To stack back against Brandon Ayuk, I've got Amon St. Brown at 7,900. For as much as I think his ceiling is re- reduced today, he's still going to get eight or nine catches, I think. I just think it might be for like, Amon St. Brown. Oh, okay. You're I just right. think it might be for like 60 yards. Gotcha. Um, uh, then I've got the uh, championship day you know, hero in MVS at 3,400. <laughs> I've got Isaiah Likely at 4,300, even with – I think he's going to be underplayed today because of Mark Andrews coming back. But I think, like, you got a player coming back off of injury. It's very unlikely that they, like, super feed him the ball. What is um, his injury anyway? Andrews? Yeah. Ankle. Oh. We thought it was yeah. season-ending when it happened. It was ugly. Yeah. It was, it, yeah, it was ugly. Him and Burrow got hurt the same night. Gotcha. Um, and then uh, – in my flex, I've got Jamison Williams at 3,700, and then I also have the Chiefs defense. I think they're, um, I don't, I don't think there's a particularly great play today, unless the 49ers happen to just like really trash the right. the Lions. But like I said, I think even if the 49ers do beat the Lions, like I expect them to by like 20, it's not going to be because Jared Goff. It went from like 10 to 15. I said 15. 20. I said they, I said they, I said I don't think they'll be within 15. You gave me like you gave me the the seven and a half points. And I was like, I don't think they will be within 15 and, and really in my mind, right. If someone asked me to, to, to put a score on it, it would probably be 35 to 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the over under is like 51, 52 on that game. I, uh, I didn't pull, I don't have it pulled up anymore. Yeah, no problem. I, I think it was low. But low it, was 50s. The 50s. it was like yeah, the under, I would choose so. the under. Okay. We were talking earlier, and you were agreeing with the over. I, so I, said, I didn't. I, I don't think I heard him when he said the over. And I said, if it's getting, and I, what I said was, it might hit the over today and be all San Francisco. <laughs> right, right. So, so what I have is uh, Purdy, McCaffrey, Montgomery, Reynolds, uh, St. Brown, Watson is the dart throw for the uh, for the lineup. Uh, Kittle, Laporta, and I wanted the Ravens, but I had to settle for the Chiefs. Yeah, wow, that's good. That's a good lineup. Yeah. That's a solid lineup. Uh, your dart throw is good. I like uh, like your dart throw versus our dart throws. I like them a lot because you've got MVS. I've got MVS. You've got Justin Watson, So and they're just as likely to do something. And then Justin Watson versus uh, yours was um, Bateman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Watson great. was 3,300. That's a great lineup, dude. Um, so the, the last thing that I wanted to say yes, let's get to that. before, uh, before we, you know, we take off, uh, is that this 49ers team, after looking at their, their, their cap situation and their roster really reminds me of that turn of the century bucks team. And it's so funny because who built that team, who, who built this team, the 49ers, was John Lynch, oh. who was the captain of that Bucks team, and and for my money, like top four safety all time, John Lynch for sure. Okay, um, 
And the reason that I think it's so similar is because that Niners team is it's while we have a lot of fun with what's going on in the offense right now, that team's core is its defense. It's built on its defense. And that's how the Buccaneers of that 2000 era were. They were built on their defense. And then they were exclusively defense, though. They were because they couldn't get, they didn't have the same setup. They had Tony Dungy, the great defensive mind, like, you know, leading, leading that side of the ball and helping influence the building of that. But they didn't have the great offensive mind. And, and then when they got him, they won a Super Bowl. They got, you know, they got John Lynch, they got, excuse me, they got John Gruden in there who came in and ran the West Coast offense for them and they won a Super Bowl with an amazing defense and a very average off- offense. And now the 49ers, they have this amazing defense and possibly the best offense of mine in, you know, in, in the game today in Kyle Shanahan. Um, so it's just like, it's, it's everything that if you were a Bucks fan back then that you would have wanted your team to be, that's what they are now. Like they are just stud stalwarts on defense, just like, Everywhere you look on their defense, just like tough playmakers that you can like, you can really root for. They have a lot of good players, and then on offense, they've just like, you know, they've they've also also nailed it. But the similarities, um, and not that they nailed it back in the day in the offense. The similarities are like, all these guys now are like 28, 29. They're this is their time. And contractually, like the 49ers have to do it this year because they like the the payment on Trent Williams comes due next year. He goes from a cap hit of under 15 million to over 35. Like that's one thing that 49ers fans have been able to enjoy the entire time. Like they they traded for Trent Williams from the commanders and they have enjoyed, you know, one of the top three tackles in the game. And they've been able to do it at a discounted price all the way up until 2024 and his cap hit for the, for the last three years of his deal are 35, 38 and $40 million, something like that. So um, it's going to be harder because that that's going to come to you. They're going to have to pay Iuke. Um, they're going to have to pay Brock Purdy. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk, uh is, was another thing. This was another thing that popped out because it's so unconventional, right? That the 49ers have, first of all, even have a fullback, because like less than half the teams employ a fullback anymore. And second of all, use him all the time and in key spots. And if you remember that turn of the century bucks team featured Mike Allstott. Oh yeah. And an, yes, an unconventional fullback that also threatened for a thousand yards every year and was their closeout player. He was a key piece of their offense and he was a highly paid player. Use check makes seven million dollars. <laughs> I don't think any people people like know that because I made that joke about his wife being uh, being the most highly paid person in, in the in the relationship now because she came up with those jackets that, oh, that, right, Taylor, right. that Taylor Swift is sporting. Uh, and and I was and, and after I saw that I was like you know maybe I'm wrong. She's got quite a quite a mountain to climb. He's, done, he's doing quite well for himself, right. but um, th- but because of stuff like that, like they've done a great job of building this team, 
and now like the bill is coming due so they have so to are they win in the now. kind of trouble that uh the rams no. were in after their super no. bowl no not at all it's completely different because they didn't uh they didn't trade away draft they drafted all these guys right. that's the other thing is that was the the real the thing that really really stood out to me is like not only are these guys like stars in their prime like it's time for them to they're in in their window it's time for them to win they were all drafted by the 49ers. Like Eric Armstead is an eight-year defensive tackle. He's never played for another team. Fred Warner never played for another team. Joey Bosa never played for another team. Like Charvarius Ward never played for another team. Like these guys, they're just, they are a homegrown, built, you know, stud defense. Uh, and uh, this is their time. So uh, it would, that would be the most shocking thing to me today is if the 49ers did not win. All right. Kind of hope they don't, though. <laughs> I'm not like, oh, go Lions. Yeah, you be, like, yeah. Really you guys cool. are gonna be in. If you're gonna be in the house today, be, I, quite, be careful. I, I understand the <laughs> etiquette. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. So, uh, did you get? So yeah, that that was that was really. I thought that was really cool. All those similarities. You know, the um, between the, today's 49ers and the the turn of the century Bucks team that i was a huge fan of. Yeah, i was that's i a was cool a comparison hu- i like that yeah i was a huge huge fan of that team so um that would like that's where i'm at now like in my you know like rooting for you know when i'm watching the games rooting interest like yeah. i am rooting for this team to get it done all right i, I was good looking chance. up the endorsement deal thing i didn't find any more on it so um, we'll try and have more for you on that next week i'll look into that and see yeah. what i can find because I, I actually that was the first i had heard of it um, I, I have not read anything about the, the NFL changing the way that they were, um, structuring, uh, money disbursement. Yeah. That could be a nothing burger. Like I said, I just read the one, but I didn't verify it. It could just be raising the bar too. Like, well, we'll see. Well, that, that, that looks like it's going to happen. They're going to, looks like the, if I read that right, it looks like the caps can be raised like 40 million or something like that. Um, uh, 50 million, approximately 50 million by 2024. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so are we gonna get together again Super Bowl Sundays? Is that the next time we're getting together, or what's the plan? Yeah, seems like it. When? Super Bowl Sunday? Or you guys want to skip next couple weeks? Well, well next week there's next... no game. Right. Yeah, I got. We could do that. Yeah. So I mean, unless you unless you guys want to get together and take. Hey, listen. I'm going to watch the Pro Bowl games. <laughs> these guys, these guys, did. you know, I, I tried to get together with you guys and talk about the Pro Bowl last year, and you about laughed me out of the room. It's true. This but is it's true. fun now. You got to watch it, dude. I, I play dodgeball. It's it's way better than the Pro Bowl was. It's, it, it's your, I, I completely admit I can get into it. I could have a beer and like bet on the blue team versus the red team or whatever it is. Like, and actually I, get into it. Yeah. I could get into yes. That. It's yeah. actually because like the thing about the Pro Bowl watching it traditionally for guys like me and Brian that, that are old timers, you know, is that you're done watching the Pro Bowl after like the first 10 minutes because your players already played and they're done yeah. and they're out, you know, or like, you know, you're watching the last. 20 minutes of the Pro Bowl because your quarterback was third and now he's playing the last half of the game because it was like they was structured so weird. Yeah. And like they, I like it was garbage. And and now that we're talking about that, how did they never just like change the, like how, so you got Troy Aikman, Brett Favre and Steve Young as your quarterbacks, just every series put a different quarterback in. (laughs) Yeah. 
Why didn't they do that? What? It's, they it's didn't, all lame. It's not it was, football. Yeah, it was so, so lame. They, did it, they handled it like a preseason game where it was like the players came in and it was like this is the, this is the tier one, these are the backups, these are the reserve guys after that, and then we're going to start the starters, then we're going to mix in the second guys, and then the last guys are going to finish out the game. And it's like these are all elite players. They all made the Pro Bowl. Just like cycle them and play them. Have some fun. It was so dumb. So, so dumb. Let me let me propose this. Instead of the hat bet being uh, the Detroit uh, Niner game, how about AFC versus NFC in the Pro Bowl? I don't know exactly <laughs> what the structure is. It's a flag football game now. You know that, right? Well, I thought it was flag football plus all the other things. They do. They do right, and I don't know exactly how they structure that. If I it's have like, no clue. If it's like the Olympics, or, and there's like a point structure to all the competitions, yeah, so like, we're, we're going in like blind. That. Let's go yeah. AFC. I know. I know. I'm not doing that. What do you mean going in blind? I could. That could be. That could be horrible for me. We're putting something on the line. We don't give just, us something to cheer, cheer we for. We did. You bet on the Lions to cover seven and a half points. <laughs> I meant. I meant for the Pro Bowl. Like, oh, for the you know, give us a reason to, oh. to root for the AFC or the NFC. Uh, yeah. Um, if we're gonna bet on the Pro Bowl, I want to bet on the dodgeball game. <laughs> that's the only like. If we're gonna bet blind, that is the only thing I'm willing to bet on, and I'll take my NFC guys in the dodgeball game over your AFC guys any day of the week, uh, twice on Sunday. We find out when they play, and we'll watch. <laughs> that's not gonna be mixed are, either. Are you in? No, it's not. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. No, it's it's it, that's NFC. Oh, actually, you know what? Um, you know what? I think that one actually might be mixed because if I remember correctly, the Diggs brothers were the last two uh, on their okay. on their team last year. That one might be mixed. So uh, that, but let's do that though. Let's pick a like. I want to bet on the dodgeball game. Okay, yeah, we'll like say that that morning or whatever. Text we'll figure me it out. We'll we're gonna bet on the dodgeball yeah. game. So like, you guys know that now. Looks like it's split. <laughs> it does. It says last year it was split. So. Yeah, I was right. like I said, I was pretty sure the Diggs brothers ended up together, and one of them's AFC, one's NFC. Well, no, it says here the NFC beat the AFC in the dodgeball skill, pro at Pro Bowl. So even if they put them maybe together, maybe they were two. Maybe they weren't together on the same team. Maybe they were just both on this. I remember them being both on the court at the at the end of of the game, and maybe they were opposites. Oh. I'd have to go back and look at it, but it's fun for anybody. Like anybody who's still listening, anybody who who happens to pick this up, the Pro Bowl is fun again. I have one request though. Hmm. Can we bring back the quarterback accuracy competition? I like where, that. Where they have the the dummies rolling across the field oh, at, yeah. at different depths. Well, uh, I did they don't like do that. anything like that for the QBs. They they do. They have like the the corner basket thing, like they it's almost like a three point competition, like the hmm. the quarterbacks like they they're throwing into barrels and stuff like that. But I I miss the traveling dummies and the and the quarter like yeah. yeah, and like you could get like guys to hold up brooms and stuff like that to to be to be like defensive linemen. They should just send two up. dummies, one's red and one blue, and then like you hit your target. Did, did you never see this thing? I've seen the dummy one, but well, it, so what it was was a giant bullseye. It was like a big football player holding a bullseye, and it was just on wheels going across the right. The field but if they introduced that. two, at one as a defensive one and one as the offensive I, one, uh, that's kind of block that's cool it. too. I like that yeah. too. That's awesome. Um, and and I think what they did also was one. they had, uh, if I remember correctly, they had it wasn't just like they'd run one across at fifteen yards. And then at twenty, and then at twenty-five. I remember there was like multiples 
going at the same time, and the quarterback had to choose which one he was going to throw at. Yeah, different depths for different points. Yeah, 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 yeah. and based on accuracy also. Okay. So with that, everybody, again, our sound board is down today. Uh, We're going to try to get that back up and running next time. Uh, We will see you guys all on our next podcast. Thanks for joining. Enjoy Enjoy the the games. games.